Hello everyone, and we should be live on the interweb. I do believe we are. Um, Hi all. Uh, welcome back to uh, Fires of Athlete um, and our weekly main campaign. Um, for those of, uh, we'll quickly rush through the announcements. For those that have been keeping an eye on our Twitter, uh, we've added some new content on Wednesdays at 9 p.m. GMT. We'll be starting a new show called The Adventures of. That will follow the adventures of your favorite NPCs um, and characters that disappear, like Eric um, mm -hmm. and a few other people. Um, and you all will get to see what is essentially happening in the background, uh, so to speak. Um, and you can keep tabs of what they're up to uh, chronologically in line with the main campaign. Um, Thursdays, we've renamed our dev corner to um, Shadows of Past, which will focus solely on talking to the players about recent events and um, how their characters feel, etc. We'll avoid entangling it with a load of uh, waffle about FOA as a system. And on Fridays at 6pm, uh, we'll be doing our, uh, well, what will be now a weekly or at least once every two weeks uh, version of the Dev Corner, which will be me sitting down and highlighting all the uh, well, certain various game mechanics uh, in detail, uh, giving you a lot more insight into my thought processes whilst designing FOA uh, and answering any questions anyone's got on any of the game mechanics they see during our live streams. Um, one of the other announcements is, well, that's the new shows, um, is our Kickstarter is due to launch on the 20th of August, and our Kickstarter page will be up uh, relatively quickly. I'm just waiting for a couple of pieces of art, and it's good to go. Um, and then obviously you can click on the follow button, and once we go live, uh, you'll be able to hopefully support us. Anyway, um, with that done, I do believe that's all the announcements I've got on my notepad anyway. Uh, we will jump straight into the action. So, once last we stoked the fires of Athene, our band of adventurers, my, minus Eric, who was uh, busy off getting himself abducted and kidnapped and imprisoned by Shantarang's uh, sinister shrouded web. And mm -hmm. currently, he's being carted off to somewhere called Sherrodale, uh, where that is. Nobody knows as yet. Um, the rest of the party, uh, having left the Aram farm and, um, uh, if, shall we say, uh, the grief-ridden farm, uh, and making their way to Renford, made their way to the Happy Fjord, um, wherein Cada uh, got a little bit too drunk, um, had a little, uh, shall we say, she was well into her cup whilst grieving. Uh, Morton hit on the barmaid, Patricia. Cada um, uh, during the evening, made a bit of a mess in a room um, one. before <laughs> moving, I guess, <laughs> before moving on to uh, attempt to contact uh, a friend of Hunter Aram's to inform him of the uh, Hunter's death, as well as uh, warn the town of Shentorn's attack on the Manford mine. Um, they all that went relatively well, apart from, uh, shall we say, uh, uh, an ill-advised joke on Mortem and uh, <laughs> Moose's case, <laughs> um, trying to you know, trying to be funny with a man you've just told that one of his best friends had died. Um, all went well. Uh, however, the the biggest obstacle for the day was a frozen river, uh, which the party <laughs> struggled. <laughs> 
seriously struggled to cross. Uh, we, it was more of a Keystone Cox moment um, than <laughs> anything we've had so far. Um, and that was it. And that's where we left it um, with a little girl laughing her little head off um, whilst watching the party slip and slide and Musa clawing his way out uh, across the, the ice using his uh, arrows as ice picks. Um, then with what's left of their dignity, they'd mosey on through the, the western side of Renford looking for Matthew Iverson's Fjord, or, or Forge even, not Fjord. Um, sorry, um, I'm, my head's not with it today. Uh, so that's where we begin, the uh, Musa, Favar, Kada, and Morton are moseying along. Um, you've got directions, you know roughly where Martin Iverson's Fjord, because um, Neil isn't with us today, he's on holiday again with his family. Um, this is the point where Musa steps in, shivering and cold, because again, still really hasn't acclimatized him. And, and things like that. I, I, I'm going to go back to the, the inn because his 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 hands literally shaking from the ice, contact with the ice, etc. Um, and Musa kind of gives you a nod and and then starts shambling in the direction of that the happy fjord. Really isn't a cold climate kind of guy. Okay. No, um, he comes from a jungle. Well, yeah. <laughs> and if the river was anything to go by, that is where he'd rather be. Um, do we, how far are we? We're all across the river. Yeah, you've crossed the river. Like, cross the river, so like you're about like uh, 100 yards, 150 yards from the uh, Happy Sailor. You were given direction, uh, the Happy Sailor, the Happy Fjord. We were given directions to the um, Matthew Iverson's uh, forge, which uh, which would be initially two turnings on your left, and then just follow that road down. And Matthew's uh, forge is on the southern end of the town, where it won't spontaneously catch fire and burn one quarter of the town down. I am going to pick up my pace to get there and just turn to the others like, we shouldn't stay here long. Pick up my pace a bit. Um, I'm gonna. Is is that little girl still just falling? Uh, you, you, the laughing's kind of died down a little bit, and obviously her being up in a room and you having moved on now. Um, there's still a small crowd, but most people have like because it's still like around about zero degrees. Most people have gone back inside where it's warm. Um, <laughs> having seen the, shall we say, the fun and games. Well, I'm, I'm just going to follow along with a smile on my face. Right. Going to continue as well. Follow Fair enough. To the, uh... so you, you, it's not hard to find. So you take the turn in, you follow it down. Um, the sound of clanging uh, off into the distance, kind of echoing down the, the small alley, alleyways that uh, act as side streets in Renford. Um, Eventually, you come to what is what appears to be like a small barn, so to speak. It's, it's quite large. It's, um, it stands out out of character with the the rest of the whitewashed and uh, blackened timber buildings that is Renford. Um, due to the fact that it looks more utilitarian than a, a household, um, or um, though there's a small house off to the side, um, you can tell that this is, uh, shall we say, a place of commerce or a place of trade. 
um, the doors are open. Uh, there's a melted patch of snow just outside of the doors um, caused by just a reasonable amount of heat, which is wafting out of the doorway. Um, looking in through the doorway as you're coming from the south because the door is facing north and facing up the street, um, you can hear the clanging of metal. Do I head towards, straight towards the door? As you walk in, um, you see uh, so the, this structure is maybe uh, 60 feet wide, 40 foot deep. Um, it's a big space. Um, and there are three forges set out, right? There's two on one wall, one set, two on the east, uh, yep, west wall, one on the, the south wall. There are a load of benches. Uh, there's a load of racks with all sorts of like farming implements, like hoes and uh, shovels and spades. And um, there's a, a few tables on the uh, eastern side that got various pieces, other pieces of farming implement, like plows and other bits and pieces. Uh, you see a couple of on the again on the eastern side away from the forges themselves are a couple of uh, armor dummies and there's a suit of chainmail there's a breastplate there um, and there's a little weapon rack that's got a couple of uh, a couple of long swords a couple of short swords spearheads and bits and pieces it's a small barrel with uh, what appears to have a number of arrowheads um, sitting in it um, and on the western side you see was um, largest man um probably about five ten five eleven but he's very wide his shoulders are are powerful um he's not wearing any winter clothing he's got a so he's got a, a short sleeve shirt on a big heavy smock he's got his back to you he doesn't appear to notice you come in but he's standing in front of the forge pumping it and hammering away on a glowing piece of metal on an anvil next to his forge uh, as soon Hello. as Tavar, <laughs> as soon as I would have stepped in, I would have just started breathing it in, feeling like. Yeah, one thing you notice, one obviously one thing you all notice, um, Tavar will notice, but one of of the three forges, one's lit, one is at embers, and the last one is cold. Mm -hmm. Makes sense with anyone, my. <laughs> Uh, as a as a blacksmith, Tavar, um, you do notice everything appears to be meticulously laid out. There's no, um, shall we say, he's not put anything down. All his tools, all his tools are laid out on tables and on hooks and stuff on the walls. Um, and certainly, a man that takes pride in his work, his workspace. Mm. <coughs> it's a good trait to see in a smith. Um, I'll hello. be looking at everything, but not. What, what was that, Morton? I'm just saying hello in a um, loud voice. Okay, in, in, a loud, in, in a loud enough voice. Eventually, you have to say it a few times before the smith turns around. As he turns around, obviously, one thing I forgot to mention, um, he's got uh, blonde hair, which is tied in a, a knot. Um, Bound his head to keep it away from away from him. It would probably come down to just below his shoulder blades. Um, as he turns around, he's got a matching uh, blonde um, goatee moustache uh, type thing that's braided um, and piercing blue eyes. He's he's a 
he's human. Um, he's good looking. He's powerful. He's got a, a, a nice warm smile. His nose is a little crooked, uh, but he definitely has that uh, Northman feel to him. Um, as far as like the, the various, uh, shall we say, races of humans um, that are around, he definitely appears to as if he comes from probably at least Chentarn or, or or further north. Please. He looks up and sees everyone and puts his hammers down and he wipes his, shall we say, slightly uh, uh, sweaty brow and, looks at, and smiles over. Ah, greetings. Uh, what can I do for you today? Um, and he starts walking towards you and speaking. Weapons, please. Weapons. Uh, he looks you all up and down. Ah, you, you're these adventuring types. Okay, I've only got a small selection. I, I don't have a great deal of call for weapons around here. Most people buy them either over in Canam or uh, elsewhere. I, I dabble, so to speak, but I wouldn't call myself a, a master of a, a master weaponsmith. Um, there anything particularly you're looking for? All I've got really is what's on the rack. If you look over towards the rack, you see two long swords, two short swords, a spear, a great sword, um, and uh, a battle axe. They're all. I'm. I'm more interested in. Would it be rude to ask to see your forge? Yeah, it looks you up and down. Certainly, please come on over. Um, are, are you in the trade? Um, I am, yes. And uh, sorry, I, I, my apologies. Uh, I'm Matthew Iverson. This is my my, well, my establishment. Um, and who would you be? My name is Thivar. Pleasure Thivar. to meet you. And you, you big fella. Uh, do you have a name? I just call it personal preference. I'd just like to know who I'm dealing with. I do have a name. <laughs> and <laughs> he is waving. And so does everyone around. else. Yeah. Everyone has a name. Okay. And he looks over towards Hader. Hi. Hi. Maldus Flick. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Maddis. Um, but, uh, Thamar, please, uh, come on over. Uh, feel free to raise the shelves. Um, if there's anything particular you want, or if you need something made, then feel free to ask. And so he invites Thamar over, over. Um, as you come over as a, uh, a train smith, Thamar, you can see the first forge is glowing hot. Um, the mechan the, the bellows and pumping mechanism is in excellent condition. As as mentioned earlier, there's certainly a man that keeps his forge in pristine condition. Um, taking a quick glance at wares, uh, it's all all looks decent quality. Not something that you would, as someone from a merchant background, as well as a, a blacksmith, would call uh, superior or master crafted. Um, but he looks like a, a talented smith. Um, he, Brings you up to the forge, and you can see that he's currently working on the, a blade for a plow. Hmm. You are very talented. 
All right, thank you very much. I take pride in my work. Um, I can see that it shows in every aspect of this forge. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call myself a master, um, but I'm, I'm happy with my work. I enjoy life here. Uh, are you in the trade? I have been, yes. Um, I only rec in recent years. I had an apprenticeship. Oh, superb! In the town um, where I came from. Uh, and, and would I would I know your master? Um, where, where are you from? Um, uh, his name uh, was his name was uh, Hoffman. He thinks for a little, and you, you see, there's no sign of recognition in his face. Uh, he maybe kind of blushes a little as if he's too like, embarrassed to mention that he doesn't. Recognize it, so you just no. nod politely. <laughs> that, that's fine. He was he was much as yourself. He's this this place reminds me a lot of his forage, actually. Ah, and then uh, you, at least he was a tidy man. More, more than I can say about my previous master. Oh, <laughs> yes, I have met a few like that. <laughs> um, do you, I'm looking at the wall. Yes. Yeah, I. I, I <laughs> I, I, I assume by your companions you're an adventurer now, um, or were they just travelling companions uh, whilst you're passing through? Just, no offence, uh, ma'am, but we don't see many Caribbeans um, here, and we certainly don't have any. So I assume you're just passing through. I have travelled, yes. Um, this This has been. Um, well, I'll, I'll figure things out. Okay. <laughs> um, Surrender, maybe we can talk over, over an hour sometime. Uh, be good to get to know, get to know you. Um, I am kind of looking for an apprentice. My... <laughs> I'll wait for Harriet to come up from under her desk. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I am kind of looking for an apprentice. My last one died of the, died of the winter fever uh, just before midwinter. Oh, that's... I'm very sorry. Hence, and he points over towards the, the cold forge. And that's, that's where young William used to work. Mm -hmm. I'm very sorry for your loss. Right. He was, I, he was, shall indeed take up your uh, offer for a drink, I think. It would be nice. Certainly. I, uh, I, I should be in the... Uh, are you staying on this side of town or on the other side of town? Uh, we are in the um, Happy Fjord. Oh, wonderful. This sort of thing. Happy Fjord is much better than the, the taverns on the other side of town. So, good <laughs> Well, that and I don't have anything for my feet. I quite enjoy sleeping on that ice, actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I um, you were having trouble with the river. Uh, <laughs> well, it was fine. <laughs> All right, super. All right, fine. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll if you're staying at the Happy Fjord, uh, Happy Fjord, uh, I'll look you up this evening. Um, and maybe we can have an hour and talk trade. And all the time while this conversation is going on, you can see that he's got an eye on Morton. So he's having. <laughs> Checking to see what Morton's up to. Um, 
So uh, whilst that conversation is taking place, Morton, Kada, what are you looking at or looking for or doing in the field? In the field I'm looking at everything on the wall. Anything that could be really big and really good at using as a weapon. Well, the, the, the only really big and really good at use, useful thing as a weapon is the two-handed sword that is uh, resting up against the uh, weapons rack. Certainly the only two-handed weapon there is. Or is there any farming implements? Um, farming implement-wise, uh, yeah, there's, there's a few bits and pieces. There's there's a scythe, there's um, a couple of one-handed scythes, some sickles and other bits and pieces. I'm going to point at one of the scythes and go, do you do bigger ones of those? Uh, well, uh, it looks up and goes, you know, I, I can do it. I may have a, a larger blade in, in stock that I could get fitted and mounted for you. Uh, farmer, is it? Uh, I'm reaping something. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I can I can put something together for you. Uh, let me see. Uh, Cost-wise, uh, I can uh, fix some of the some of the broken stuff. Uh, nice of you to offer, my friend, but that's kind of what my clients pay me for. <laughs> yeah, but I, didn't, I can help you. It wouldn't wouldn't be honourable for me to, uh, shall we say, outsource somebody's work and let them be, and, and get paid for it. So uh, yeah, um, two hundred five. Um, I could make one, and if you're if you're considering reaping things that aren't wheat and barley, um, I could probably do one for you. But shall we say a little bit more? combat balanced as opposed to uh balanced to to reap the the autumn's harvest uh for mm, 15 crowns 10 okay 10 and yeah 10 and i'll take you up on your offer of doing a little bit of work around here i would say i went I'm kind of on my own at the moment. Uh, you're a big strapping man and you've got plenty of things that, so we could use your muscle and your bulk. So, uh, should, we see, should we say two days work, uh, 10 cranes? Uh, sounds like a plan. As long as I've got plenty of time to see Patricia. Ah, <laughs> kind of smiles <laughs> at that. It's like, oh, okay, so you are, you know, um, So, so I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of suffering at the moment, folks. I've, I've been ill for a few days. Uh, yeah, you, um, you know, you know Patricia well. Uh, I assume we're already just passing through and trying your luck. Um, I don't know. She's nice, and she knows the town better than me. And it's always good night to not get to know people yeah, and see where indeed, things go. She's, she's indeed a, a nice lady. Uh, um. I had my eye on her a few years ago, but so it just it wasn't to be. Ah, uh, she a tricky one, is she? Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't call her a, a tricky one, but she's a she she's a like I said, she's a very very nice lady. Um, she has standards. Um, and you didn't pass. 
Uh, apparently not. Um, maybe I think maybe she's looking to marry slightly higher above my station. Do you make nice things? I uh, I do indeed. Um, however, some of the merchants in in the eastern side of town say they they certainly make more than I do. I think you're underrating yourself. No, I'm not underrating myself. I'm I'm happy with the quality of my work, my friend. Uh, but however, like I said, some of some of the merchants over, like like Janice and Co, they, those guys make uh, enough to, shall we say, give a lady of Patricia's uh, exquisite taste um, the life that she feels she deserves. I think your wares are better because they are more beneficial to everyone. No, true, 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 true. Uh, but there are there are many conundrums in the universe, my friend, and one of them is a woman's heart. And it's one that we men may never solve. I heard that. <laughs> I heard women are, are too unpredictable. Indeed, indeed. So um like I said, uh two days two days work helping me out around the forge. Um said uh, I won't get to do any of the actual physical work, but no. There are plenty of things that can use your shall we say size and muscle to carry around. And I'll I'll have the um, save ready for you uh, on the morrow. I've got some orders that I need to get done today, and I'll get to it tomorrow. Um, okay. Do you want to get started today, or do you want to come back tomorrow and get started? Um, I need to go to that other shop that's on this side, the bric-a-brac one. Okay, uh, yeah, the, the bazaar. Uh, yeah, the, feel yeah. Free. Um, and then I'll be straight back. Okay, superb. Uh, head on over. Um, when you come back, we'll we'll get you to work. Um, Thank you. Any, anything for you, little miss? Looks over towards Kada. I'll tap my quarterstaff fondly um, and be like, just looking for armor, really. Um, you know. Points over towards the, the armor dummies. There's a, um, as I mentioned, there's a breastplate, there's a chainmail shirt. Um, and that's it. You know, it's the only two pieces of armor that he has. I'm quite slight. Is this something lighter? It was uh, really what I was after. Looks at you. Well, I'm I'm a smith, not a, a leather worker, mm. I'm afraid. So it's kind of the thing that I specialize in. Um, looks at a chainmail shirt. Probably a little bit too big for you. Um, it, mm. it certainly looks like it was made for a human. Because I could probably take that in for take that in for you and resize it and make sure it fits uh, appropriately for you. It, I'll take me. Take me a few hours, something I'll probably get to later today if you're still interested. Perhaps how much uh, would it would it be? Ooh, let me see. Let me say obviously for uh, a petite person such as yourself, um, I might be prepared to shave a little bit, a little bit off the price because I can reuse the the links that uh, aren't used uh, for. Let's say, let me go and find a table. <laughs> uh, I could probably shave it down to 50 crowns for you. So I've been adventuring for slightly longer, I'll, I'll take <laughs> you up on that offer. Uh, certainly indeed. Uh, do you know where I might find a, a leather worker at all in the town? Um, yeah, there's one on the, the west side of town, not just off of um, uh, uh, Market Square. Uh, his name is, let me check my notes, I wrote this stuff down. 
<laughs> Sorry, not like I said, I, I've been ill. So, yeah. Uh, John Poulton. John Poulton. Yeah. On the West Coast of town. P O U L T O N. Amazing. Yeah. On the west side uh, of uh, Market Street. No, yeah. Yeah. Just off. Just off Market Square. Right. Um, that will be all for me then. Uh, thank you for helping my companions there. No, you, you're welcome. Um, he looks over towards uh, Favar and goes, uh, "If that's all, I, I need to get back to my work. Um, pleasure to meet you all. Um, I'll, I'll when I get time, Favar, I'll I'll make my way up to the." Say if you're around, I'll make my way up to the Happy Fjord and we'll have a drink, and we'll just we'll talk more about business in your your smithing career. Um, well, if you're if you're and, not quite done before I we are, I might come back here. Okay, superb. And uh, it looks at Morton and you, my my big un, big unnamed friend. Um, I'll see you here when you get back. Yes, you shall. Indeed. So, um, and at that, he turns back to his, his fjord, his fjord, his forge, um, <laughs> and starts um, hammering away. Uh, starts yodeling. At, yep, starts yodeling. Like, <laughs> hammering, <laughs> hammering away at his, um, the uh, plow that he was working on. So, Thank you for your help, sir. For Dad. Without silently giving him enough. So. Yeah, we're going to head towards the bazaar. No, it's um, <laughs> that, that you were given directions, well, Kada was um, given directions to the bazaar um, that's on this side of town. Um, around getting work messages. Right, <laughs> turn, my phone off, turn my phone off. Um, so, yeah, the uh, so you head back up to King's Road, which bisects. Straight through the middle of Renford, uh, which Renford's kind of built up on, built up around. You head west a little. Um, it's not hard to to find the bazaar. Eventually, you get there, and outside there's a symbol. And it's got three little balls that are rotating around, a little bit like a, a wind vane, so to speak. But three metal balls that are just rotating around in the wind. Um, the windows are full of all sorts of bits and pieces, chests with. Uh, scrolls and paper in them. There's a, a map pinned up to a board. Uh, all sorts of things. Um, there's an absolute menagerie of uh, stuff in the windows. Uh, there's uh, a short sword and nicely leather um, scabbard, sheath and scabbard and stuff. There's a, some kind of strange harness. There's it's all sorts of weird, wacky and weird stuff. Pewter mugs, silver mugs. Right. Open the um... door. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Morton opens the door, yeah, Kayla? As we're sort of wandering around, I'm not really looking for anything at the bazaar, but I want to subtly detect cast, uh, cast detect magic, see if I can spot anyone with a similar aura. Oh, you mean, I, oh, you mean uh, detect... Um, uh, Spirit aura, that's the one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. spirit aura. Can't even remember my own spells at the moment. So yeah, you cast a text, you cast a text spirit aura. Make a spell mastery check because you're trying to do it quietly. 
Okay. Am that I is. adding anything to this one? Yeah, wisdom bonus and um, proficiency. proficiency bonus. Yes, okay. What? When it loads. And a DC, <laughs> and a DC will be 11 because it's a first level spell. Okay. It is rolling, um, but my Wi-Fi is terrible, so that might take a second. Ooh, yeah, 22. 20, there we go. 22, 22 would do the job. Okay, so yeah, yeah. Um, whilst, whilst you're uh, ambling along, or uh, Thabor and Norton are crunching and uh, plowing their way through the snow, you quietly cast. Uh, you see Thabor, once you finish casting your spell, you see Thabor's um, this white, well, ghostly grayish white, which is kind of difficult to see against the, the snowy background, or a kind of um appear around Thavar. You see a similar one around Morton, but they're like flecks of black mixed in amongst it. Um and as you look around, look at the people passing through uh here and there. Um for the majority of them, much like Favar, have led very peaceful, normal lives and they've just got nice glowy white auras. Uh the only one that the only ones that have any kind of seed of darkness in them. Are you in Morton? Okay, I'm not saying anything, but just for me, I'm assuming that that's because of the uh, um, manipulating his soul earlier. Uh, no, mm. he, he, just, he, he just might be a, a rotten egg. Okay, well, this is just the, what Cade is assuming. Yeah. So maybe it's just him being a terrible person, but Cade is like, yeah. ooh, my magic was lingering in his soul. But, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> okay, so yeah, yeah Morton opens the door, wanders in, and as you open the door, there's a ding-a-ling, ding-a-ling. As this little bell, that, um, the door knocks and passes as you, as you walk in. As you walk in, you see rows of what would normally be bookshelves. Um, compared to uh, Matthew Iverson's fruit, uh, forge, fjord, forge um, this place is absolute chaos. Um, there are small little chests and little boxes and uh, of stuff just stuffed on the shelf. There are books leaning in either way. There are scrolls stuffed in everywhere. There's little vases. There's um, the paintings just uh, piled up against the wall. Um, it is, uh, what should I say, possibly organized chaos, more leaning towards just chaos um, in terms of stuff. But there are all sorts of manners of bits and pieces. There's a tapestry kind of pinned to the ceiling as opposed to under the wall. Um, and that's what you see. Um, just about anything you can think of from little onyx figurines to jade, uh, sticks, all sorts of bits and pieces. I'm going to have a look and see if anything catches my eye. As, you, as you're browsing and, and looking around, um, you, you hear shuffling noise coming from the back of the shop and obviously you see where the see where the counter is and eventually it comes this like wizened old man trying to he stooped over you're a lot who's there and he kind of looks up and his glasses are probably about uh, an inch thick um <laughs> he kind of looks at and kind of focuses a little ah oh please come in come in is there anything I can do for you today? Anything in particular? Any wiles and wonders? Any? Are you trying to woo, are you trying to woo a lady's heart? Are you trying? Are you looking for things of a magical nature? Or are you looking for items of wondrous? Respect? 
Where are you looking to sell? I do buy, I do buy, I do buy. Um, well, I have this longbow I have no use for. Do I look like an armor in this? You said you buy. Ah, not my kind of thing. I'm looking for more of the wondrous. So I say a longbow is quite, quite mundane. Um, unless it's a, a wondrous longbow. Very nice. the sylvan, sylvan flatters of uh, Velos. In the right hands, it's a masterpiece. Luckily, Moose is not here. <laughs> um, Shame. Um, it, it, it can <laughs> hit a man at 400 yards. As can most longbows, my friend. But this one you can do with your eyes closed. Right, so what are you looking for? Are you, are you looking um, for anything specific? Is he just kind of eyeing you all up and down? He probably looks at you all at least good five times before he keeps moving back and forward. Um, it's probably taking a while for his eyesight to, to take everything in. Is there anything girly that Ooh, girls what like? Do you, what, what do you mean by girly, my friend? Um, Things yeah, girls all, like. We have all sorts of ornaments. We have some nice little crystal figurines. Um, some nice vases. Some, uh, we've got a couple of necklaces. And you can see behind him, there is a little showcase. There is a little like stand showcase. It's probably where he keeps his more um, valuable items, so to speak. Um, and there is a couple of, like, they're closed, but there are a couple of boxes that would be ornamental in, in nature, nice leather bound uh, boxes that jewelry boxes, so to speak. Um, something to give a date, I think. Or girl, mm -hmm. you like. Okay. Uh, and, and, and what do you know about this girl, my friend? Um, obviously, if, you say, if you're going on a date, then um, you should have something specific in mind. Um, something nice? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, Kader, what do girls Hello. like on dates? Kader looks at Morton for a long time, sighs heavily, and walks to the other side of the shop. <laughs> Help me, Kader. Never. Every time you call to Kader, she's just going to shake her head and sigh again. Uh, old man Jenkins. Old man Jenkins kind of looks you up and down. <laughs> ah, first time is it, young lad? First time. I remember my first time. It was with our Izzy Izzy Bell. Fine young wench she was. Anyway, that must so, have been only um, a few years ago. Oh, that was back in ten seventy. 1072, 1073. And for the sake of everyone listening, the current date is 1124. <laughs> <laughs> so about 50 years ago? It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> that was just his first well, time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did it go well? It went quite well. I, I, I married the last. She died two, two winners later, though. It, it was a shame. I'm sorry, what did you get her? What did I get her? Oh, I, I brought her flowers. It was a good, good, good spring day. Good spring day, that was. Um, flowers, I don't think are possible. The general store had some. They were expensive. Yeah, not, not this time of year. 
Uh, um, well, is it is it a lass from town, or are you trying to woo the young lady? Um, embarrassing, hiding in a corner. She's a bit too small for my type, and um, she's more like a sister esque. I need to keep her safe. Peta looks increasingly more and more confused. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, um, so, um, that was a, a local girl. Um, maybe, maybe I'd know her. Uh, what's her name? Um, Trisha. Ah, Patty. Oh, Marcus's girl. Ah, okay. Ooh, she kind of looks you up and down and leans forward. Mm. Let me see, a girl of her tastes, Ooh. just a thing, it kind of shuffles out, flips over, flips over the, um, the opening from the counter, puts it down and shuffles out, starts rummaging around on the shelves, and he comes out with this ornate um, ivory and gold inlaid jewellery box, um, so to speak, and as he opens it and starts to make a ding 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 ding, ding, ding little, a little sound. Um, <laughs> Because uh, oh, this is a, a, a wonderful piece, I uh, picked it up a couple of years ago from a group of adventurers that were passing through. Um, I'm, I'm sure Paddy would in, enjoy this. Um, are you interested? Um, how much is it? Oh, couldn't let this go for less than 250 cranes. Exquisite, uh, exquisite, uh, exquisite uh, workmanship. Uh, oh. uh, that's currently Ooh. not what I'm carrying in cash. Okay, okay. Um, so uh, something a little bit less. Um, ah, and he shuffles around and heads over to um, another shelf, kind of bustles past. Uh, I probably would have wandered off and started looking at the small metal knickknacks and stuff while he was doing that. Um, and then, you know, follow me, follow me, big man. Um, and he goes to another shelf and he pulls out a little box and um, opens the box and inside he pulls out this um, little package which has got a silk purse type thing and takes it out and inside there's a brooch. Um, beautiful gold inlay with um, onyx and jade uh, pieces set into it um, and it's made in the shape of well, a, a small bird, so to speak. Um, well, there's this, I could probably let this go for say 150 cranes um, um so I, I know Patricia, uh, patricia would love it old patty would love it it's, uh, she's a, a big fan of uh of, of the spring birds uh do you have any clothing that's uh or small things that are a little bit less than that mm, or should i just tell you how much i've got yeah, let me know what the budget is, um, and then we'll, we'll see if we can find something um, that, that that Paddy would like. That's Paddy. Uh, uh, I I have about seven gold. Right, seven crowns. Can I make something? Maybe you should set your sights a little lower. Um, no, no disrespect, my friend, but. Uh, Seven crowns. Uh, he kind of starts rummaging around and picks it up. And eventually, after about ten minutes of nosing around, he comes out with this little glass uh, figurine. 
Uh, it's in the shape of a swan, um, like maybe blown glass with like paint and uh, and stuff inside. It looks nice. Um, it certainly doesn't compare to anything like that, and it's probably only like an, an inch tall. Um, because of the this good little craftsmanship, um, five cranes. I'll take it. Can I have it gift wrapped, please? <laughs> oh, certainly. Um, quite sure what that is, but yes, uh, certainly. And he comes back and he's, he puts it on his counter, he goes behind his counter, puts it on the counter, and then shuffles back and comes back with um, what is basically brown paper, um, brown parchment. Um, it, it's certainly not Christmas paper or anything like that. No. Um, <laughs> puts it on and gently wraps it up and crunches it up into it like a so it looks like a little pouch so thing and wraps some string around it um so it looks kind of ornamental so to speak in presentation um it still just look like, looks like somebody's wrapped it in a brown paper bag and tied, it, <laughs> tied the top on Perfect. it <laughs> mortem it looks awesome okay. <laughs> okay, it's superb um so, when he, he presents it to you uh that'd be five frames please my my big friend I hand him over. You take it over. He takes money, pops it into a money train. Uh, anything else? Uh, anything for your friends? I'm looking for some spokes for crossing the river. Oh, um, you, uh, you, you need some ice shoes. You can get them mm. from the general store. <laughs> Across the ice river. We were told we could get them here, but okay. Did you run out? No, um, so, uh, I, I might, have, might have an old rusty pair, but uh, yeah, the ice shoes come from the general store. Uh, but That's strange, uh, we were told that you would have some. Uh, he goes rooting around, and, and right a minute later, he goes, oh, I, I do, do, have, do have an old pair. I'm not sure if they'll, they'll fit you properly, like looking at your feet. Um, he comes out with this my old pair. Well, as, a, as a smith, um, obviously, ice shoes are kind of, um, you know, to be like metal clamp things that you put on the bottom of your boots, that you strap to your boots and they give you some spikes to walk across the ice. Um, and they kind of look serviceable. Um, they could probably get you across the river. Um, and go, oh, I'll give, give you these for four shillings. Go on then. Okay, super. So that's a steal. I can't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> Mortem's just going to be shaking his head at that price. Is it how much? How much for Mortem's? <laughs> what, five crowns. Yeah. Five. Uh, no, no, no. There wasn't five, five crowns. Five, it was five one five. more. One more <laughs> than the one she just bought. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 Mortem's a new. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay, indeed. Uh, anything else? He's kind of looking happy with himself. He's actually done some business today and he's smiling and, and bobbing about in a kind of energetic old man type of way. Um, quick question um, Do you buy this? And I pull out a vial. <laughs> he looks at the vial. Hmm. I wouldn't taste it. Okay. It's venom. Gives it a sniff. 
in that case, not not my, I would say, my usual wares. Not something that I not I would deal in. I'm afraid. Okay, I'll just leave it in my pouch. Is there anything you'd like, Flick? I'm all right, thank you. I'm gonna tap my bullet staff gently again and head out the door and just wait for the others outside. Well, if she doesn't want anything, I'd follow her. I just say, I just wave goodbye as I walk out. Thank you. Good day, sir. Thank you for the business. Do come again. <laughs> when um, Mortem comes out, I'm just going to give him a quizzical look and be like, you think of me as a sisterish thing? I'm not quite sure how to take that, Mortem. I'm going to look after We've only you. known each other a week. Pardon? Yeah, but you you saved me, and I and I protect you, like family. I protect myself, but thank you for the thought. Um, yes, okay, I suppose. Technically, you've known. Him. Technically, you've known each other for over two months now. Oh uh, yeah, true. Because the mines. <laughs> true. True. Still though, still though, for Kada, that's not that long. But yeah, you're standing outside uh, Jenkins uh, Bazaar. I'm just looking over these shoes. Um, I'm just going to head back to the uh, forge because I'd say I'd helped him. Okay, so Morton heads back. Morton heads back to uh, the, the forge. Morton, you spend the rest of the day um, with uh, Matthew. Um, all he does is give you uh, little jobs to help carry things around, pick up some ingots, get a load of coal, restock the forge, and stuff like that. It's not technical, uh, but that will be your, your day done. Um, Savar, Kato? I um, am going to head to John Poulton's, which means crossing the icy river. <laughs> okay. um, yeah. If you're going to do that, I can offer you these spokes. <laughs> I was going to Come fix on. them in the forge before doing anything, but you're welcome to use I... them. Are you sure you don't want to take them straight to the forge? I mean, if you if you want to get across the river, it might be prudent. It's a valid point. I, I'll bring them straight back as soon as I'm done at the armourers. Okay. And take them from once I pass them off, I'm probably going to go to the forge as well and see if there's anything I can help them with. Hey, so, um, Thavar, you head back to the uh, the forge. Uh, we'll go with Thavar first. Um, as I assume this all takes place, so you arrive at the same time as Morton, you travel around together. Um, yeah, you get there. That conversation with Kato Castle lasted all of like 30 seconds. You <laughs> get to the forge and <laughs> you get the, the forge, and my uh, father says, Ah, good to see you again, uh, Tavar. Um, ah, big man, Tavar, does your friend have a name here? Because uh, I can't keep calling him big man. Uh... Yeah, he's been going by at Narstorm. Narstorm. Okay, Narstorm. Um, first couple of jobs. Um, there's a few uh, bags of coal out back, if you can bring them in, because the forges are going to need to be kept warm throughout the day. Um, certainly going, because we've got a lot of work to do. Uh, Tavar, um, whilst uh, uh, Nor uh, Narstorm here gets to work, uh, what can I do for you? I was wondering if there was anything that you needed help with. 
um, such as well, I'm working on the working on this plowshare here. If you want to um, give me a hand, we can see what type of talent you've got. If there's any smaller tasks you want to want some help sorting out before we start on that. Uh, well, no, see, everything is currently in order. I'm just trying to um, shape the blade here. Um, if you want to give me a hand, and have you ever done this type of work before? Any this agricultural work? Uh, I've done some, yes. Okay, superb. And let's see what you've got. Um, you kind of go, go, points over towards a, a peg that is hammered into one of the uh, support mm. beams. Um, there, and on the peg, there is uh, a nice heavy leather, leather smock. Um, and he also gestures towards the table where you see uh, a series of hammers laid out and uh, bits and pieces. And goes, uh, help yourself. I'd be interested to see what you can do. Well, I will make sure to uh, test out hammer weights and stuff before figuring out which one suits me best. And suits okay. the situation. Um, they, they, uh, they're of varying sizes. They, they're all well balanced. Um, and you can tell by the stamp on them, the MI, that they were all made by him. I'll make sure to choose the correct one. With, and I'll have the apron on. Uh, after taking off probably a layer, just to make sure I don't get overheated while working. OK, uh, you get to work. Um, make a blacksmithing check. So um, it'll be your strength bonus plus proficiency bonus because I believe you're proficient as a blacksmith. Um, and the DC will be 12. Uh, mm. Go well, go well, please. 24! Yeah, okay, well, you do a superb job in helping you change he's, he's talking you through it he's giving you a little bit of help so he should probably have given you a, a default bonus to that because you don't know it after watching you for a short period of time he kind of steps back a little bit and lets you get to work rather than um, i'm sure as a, a a tradesman you can appreciate that you're not working with someone looking over your shoulder all the time and you do a really good job of like shaping the blade. Um, he's got one side already shaped you shape the other blade the balance is good um and by the end of or should I say like midday, um, coming up towards lunch because certainly something that takes a while. Um, with Morton coming and going, you've uh successfully and very skillfully helped um shape uh finish the shaping for the the plank blade. Right, good job. Um, while you're talking, while you're working, do you want to talk to him or do anything? Um uh i think savar uh works in mostly silence so she wouldn't say very much at all okay i have morton's awkward sea shanties to keep you company then <laughs> carrying coal and doing bits and pieces okay superb so we'll uh skip over to Kada. um to say you've been given your pair of uh issues to help you try and uh navigate your way across the river um yes so you crunch your way back towards uh the palax river um and the craze have all dispersed and everything and um you're, you put your ice shoes on um you're gonna 
how are you going to approach the ice? Okay, I'm going to hold on to the rope and slow and steady try and make my way across. Okay, so make a dexterity check. You get a D uh, six bonus because you're wearing ice shoes and you're using the rope. Okay, let me check my decks one second. You're lucky those, oh, shoes, have... those shoes still work. <laughs> no, they're, they're, they're assuming. Oh, no. That was a nat 20. So, that's no, a nat 20. so yeah, um, so a natural 20. Fine, you you skip across halfway across the uh, river. I mean, because you've got a natural 20, I'm only going to ask you to make one more instead of a traditional two. So, okay. yeah, so you, you confidently oh, and firmly. The... Yeah, you still got the d6 bonus. Okay, so that'll be a 10. Because you're all on, you were kind of got a little overconfident. Um, yep. but you don't, slip, you don't slip or fall or anything like that. Um, because of the, the shoes give you a certain amount of balance in the rope, but you do have a couple of wobbly moments. Uh, certainly trying to get up that tiny little um frozen slope on the, the side of the river. Um, and you've successfully navigated the Palax River for the first time. Yay! <laughs> <sighs> this is a proud moment. You are the have first a little second person. myself. First person quite successfully. Second. No. Morton did it the last time on the way back. I, he had to I did it on the way. Did he not fall down? Not on the way back. Do you not? I thought he did. Oh, I misremembered. Well, I either way, Cater is obscenely proud of herself. Yeah. Like, more proud than her <laughs> should be about crossing a river. Um, so I'm going to yeah. take a second to myself, just be like, yes. And then probably, I'll head on my way. You're more happy about not her. hearing that little girl's laughter. There is also that. I yeah. want to look up to the window and see if I can see her, to see if she's been watching to wait no, to see no. if someone's born. No, the, 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 the window is closed. Oh. Slightly disappointed that she and didn't witness me not fall over. She's not in view. Neil's not here, so nah. she's not going to show up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I see. I see. <laughs> oh, poor Neil. Um, yeah. I will head towards Market Square in search of John Polton. So yeah, you you you, you make your way to Market Square, but just before you get to Market Square, say it would have been one of the shops you passed. Um, but because it was something you weren't looking out for on your way to uh, Janice's and the general store, uh, just before you reach uh, Market Square itself, um, up Market Way, uh, you see Portland Leatherworks, uh, which is a nice little, it's a two-story building, but it looks like the, the first story has been converted into a shop. You assume he lives above. Um, inside of it are various, well, in the windows, in the display windows, um, there are a couple of dummies. There's a nice leather jerkin, some leather trousers, um, leather boots, uh, all sorts of leather goods, leather bags, leather pouches. Okay, um, I'll um, head in, and if it's quite quiet, I'll give them a little knock on the door as I come in. Okay, as, as, as you come in, sitting behind it is uh, a young boy. Um, he's probably in, in his mid-teens, so to speak, um, and arrayed around the, the walls. Um, along the, uh, the side of the, the shop. Again, there are a number of dummies and shelves that have little pouches and backpacks and satchels and um, other all various types of leather goods. And the young lad looks, looks out and looks at you and there's kind of a, a, a look of shock or surprise on his face. 
Good day. Um, please come in. Welcome to Paltons. Uh, what can we do for you? Good day. Um, I was just in search of some leather armor. I take it this is the place to, to be. Armor. Um, for yourself or someone taller? For myself, yes. More on the smaller side. And which one would call that? Ah! And uh, uh, a minute or so later, um, a middle-aged gentleman, certainly a familial um, resemblance between the two of them, uh, comes forward. He's probably five nine, five ten, live, um, short cropped hair. Uh, strange for this time of year because most people grow their hair out. Looks um, staying over the camp. Uh, good day, Miss. Um, yes, Jimmy. Well, um, how can how can we help? Ah, she wants some armor. And he kind of looks you up again. Hmm. I'm John Poulton. Uh, exactly what are you looking for, uh, milady? Um, I was looking just, just something simple, maybe some padded leather armor, something something like that. Mm -hmm. um, in your size? If possible, I, I know I'm not your standard measurement. Yeah, certainly. Um, I wouldn't have anything in your size to go. Um, I could probably, one moment, again, much like most stores with a counter, flips up one side of it, walks through, comes around, starts taking, takes down a, like a, a, a jerkin and uh, trousers, or just looking for a jerkin? Uh, the full set, if possible. I, how much would it would it be? That would be constantly after referring to tables. If it helps, I know off the top of my head it's five gold crowns. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, five crowns. Yeah. <laughs> five crowns, you say? Yeah, five crowns. Um... <laughs> How about four? Where's the other pen? Five crowns. Um... As as you're making alterations, that that seems acceptable um, to me. <laughs> I, I could certainly come back later. When would be best? Um, I said, don't don't have any any work on at the moment, so I can have this done for you by the uh, the end of the day, uh, before before the sun goes down, before we close up. That would be wonderful, Mr. Potton. And also, just a, a strange request. Um, I don't suppose you have any uh, scraps of leather. And and maybe some scrap string. A friend uh, of mine was looking for a gift for a date, and I thought I could help him out. Oh well, yes, I think you probably have something. How much are you looking for? Are you sure we can come to a, come to a price? Um, really, just just any scraps. I just wanted to make a, a flower if I could. You know, turn the scraps into petals and tie them together. Oh, superb! Um, in fact, uh, young Jimmy here is uh, a, a damn hand at. Uh, such things. Uh, if you want to talk price with him, or are you, you going to do it yourself? I mean, I, I've never really done any level working, so I would certainly take any any advice I could. I um, must say, he's still he's still only working his way through his, his apprenticeship. I'd say uh, uh, two shillings, um, and I'll set Jimmy to work, and we'll get you your. Uh, you armor uh, resize for you. Uh, can I quickly take some measurements? 
<clears throat> oh, absolutely. And, and I'll just sort of like. And he, he goes up to the counter and goes, Tape, please, Jimmy. And Jimmy comes back with this like, um, piece of cord. Um, mm -hmm. And along the cord, there are various little red marks, so to speak. He measures you out around your waist, around your chest, and et cetera. It takes your, takes your measurements. Um, yeah, yeah, certainly I'll, I'll, I'll have it done before dusk. Uh, and the name Thank on you. the order, name on the order, miss? That would be Mardus Flick. Mardus. Okay, and he makes it down on a, a piece of parchment. It'll be done by the end. Uh, uh, Thank you. Stop by and he'll be here for you. Amazing. And uh, same with the, the leather flower at the same time? Uh, yep, I'll make sure Jimmy, Jimmy's got it done uh, by the end of the day as well. I'm most grateful to you, Mr. Poulton. Um, and I'll give him a little wave and head out. Okay. And you head off. Um, and you do anything else? Because it's still for you at least mid morning. The others have been busy. Um, now that I've got the little leather flower sorted, maybe no. Are there any like fruit trees or anything about? They'd be they'd be dead about this time of year, wouldn't they? Yeah, there's uh, certainly nothing bearing fruit at this time of year. And now you said okay. um, the only trees you the last time you saw a tree was the Seven Sisters. Oh, interesting. Um, in that case, no. Apart from if there's like a notice board at all, is there? You did see a board outside, well, uh, outside the general store, but there was nothing on it. Okay. Um, I would like to just take a tiny little bit of my parchment. I'll just rip a bit off. And I'll write in um, the runes, like the divine runes yeah. that Salon taught me, um, just happy Ford on it. Okay. And I'll pin that on there. And then I'll head back across and I'll head to the forge. Okay, fair enough. Um, so you, you head back to the forge. Uh, by the time you get there, <laughs> you find Thavar hammering away a large piece of metal that means nothing to you. It's got one pointy end and kind of slices up, so it it's starting to take shape into uh, a plow now. Uh, and Morton is wandering in and out, singing shanty songs whilst carrying bags of coal around. I see you two are having a wonderful time. The most too caught in her work to talk. <laughs> I'm going to just nod as I as I as I change to a. Slightly more um, appropriate song. I'll wave to Iverson um, as I as I come in. Is it Iverson? Yeah, uh, Matthew yeah. Iverson, and yes, gives yes. you a wave and a nod, and he turns back to um, keeping an eye on Thavar and watching her work. Okay. Um, if I can, I'll catch Mortem at some point. And I'll just be like, uh, Mortem, when is your uh, date with this uh, patty? With Patricia, uh, we haven't actually given sorted out that time yet. We, I said later. Okay. Um. Well, before before you go, I grabbed something while I was at the level workers. They had it on display, and I thought it would uh help with your gift search. Sorry, I, I added it to my order. Um, just a little thing, but we can grab that on the way to your date. And then I'll sort of head off. I'm going to pat her on the head and say thank you. 
Pat <laughs> me on the head again, and you're welcome. Okay, do you want to hug instead? I like, I sigh, and I count to five, and then I go in for a hug. <laughs> it's like a very I tense hug, don't I? Just one, I just use one arm. Have a good day. Don't get too drunk. It sucks in the morning. I learned that quite early. I'm surprised it took you so long. No need to brag about it. I have like <laughs> throwbacks to my headache. Okay, so yeah, because you're, you're still quite hungover. It's still quite mid morning. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm just so, gently rubbing my head. So, what are you doing, uh, Kada? Who are you going to see? Um. Well, did you, did I. You... You pretty much have a day to yourself because Thavar is going to spend a day in the in the forge, and so is Mort. Right, this is serious. I'm putting my knitting down. Um, <laughs> right, okay. So I've pulled out my armor. I've bought all my bits and bobs, and I've had a little chat with these guys. So. Time to sleep. I did put the address <laughs> of the Happy Fjord. Oh, I could. I did no, put the Happy Fjord on the um notice board, but I feel like I don't need to go there immediately. But I do want to find where Elaine and Missia is. So you know she's in Talanor. She is in Talanor, which is two weeks away. Um. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> what I could do, actually, I could do some magic practice. I just have to find someone who is on their own. <laughs> and they're not a victim. They're just helping being freed from the great spirit. So. Uh, is that what we're um, calling it now, is it? Yes, it's liberation. <laughs> Viva la revolution. Um, so I might go wander the streets, see if I can find anyone who happens to be in an alleyway, maybe on their own, just, you know. <laughs> so, so you're going to wander around like, the west side of town, just um, what, what pretense are you going to have up in terms of um, just wandering around, or are you just going to loiter on the corner, so to speak, or are you going to stand in the middle of the King, uh, King's Road? Peter enjoys a good walk. Cater enjoys a good walk. So if I like if I see anyone, I'll be like, hey, you know, good day today, all of that. Um, and like looking at the trees, like I'm having a leisurely stroll. If I happen to see someone mm -hmm. who I could possibly possess their spirit, that's a fun <laughs> bonus. That's you know, that's not the sole reason for my walk. That's, that's <laughs> like half the time. Um like, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you you're you're wandering around town. Uh, let, me, let me just make some funky GM rolls. Ooh, funky GM rolls. Oh, uh, you can't believe you're being naughty already. What? I'm just trying to liberate people from the confines of the Great Spirit who has brainwashed us all into thinking that we should live in these you've done, restricted you've, you've lives. You've done it more than once, and now you want to do it to everyone else. I see how it is. <laughs> to be fair, covering Morton when people. he had his bits on show for everyone was a public service like <laughs> it wasn't to everyone it was to whoever went in the tent and it was you there were you only two tents there were only two tents okay so um yeah wandering around a little bit doing some window shopping and bits and pieces 
Um, you're not far from Jenkins's uh, Bazaar. Um, you're down one of the little side alleys, and you're, you're, you're looking in the in the, the window of a baker's shop. Um, and then you don't see many people because obviously, given the, the time of year and temperature, people only really go out when they need it. But yeah, um, somebody wanders past you, so a, a young woman, maybe uh, early twenties, so to speak, human, as most of the population of Renford is. Um, she walks by, she's got a, a, a nice, uh, well, a, a winter jacket over the top of uh, her, her outfit and, and whatnot. She appears to have a boot. One thing that stands out are her boots are, are reasonable quality to them. Certainly not your normal peasant garb. Mm, I do not want to possess her. <laughs> I feel like she's going to be someone high up. I maybe want to look for people who might have been day drinking near the happy fjord okay um it's still mid-morning not too many people start <laughs> at breakfast. okay um, okay not, oh, come on there must be some alcoholics in town there must be <laughs> um so you loiter around the, the happy fjord for an hour or so um one thing you do notice whilst you're loitering around and watching a happy fjord uh, around about mid-morning, um, a group of horses and, and riders come into town. Um, and they, they come in from the west, um, from the King's Road that heads over towards uh, Canam in the west coast. Um, nice horses, uh, well bridled, good saddles, um, and wrapped up in winter clothing with heavy winter cloaks and hoods pulled up over their heads are six riders. They're all relatively lithe. Uh, one thing does stick out is one of the riders has a, a pointed uh, snout, Caridian-type nose that pokes out from underneath the hood in bits and pieces, saddle bags. Um, one of them's got a shield thrown up that, that pokes out from underneath their cloak. And there's a, very, a variety of weapons, from long swords, ones where it got tight black leather trousers on, and they pull up, uh, they eventually pulled a halt outside of the um, uh, Happy Fjord and tie up their, their horses. And they take their packs off and everything and they will head inside. Um, one thing that, uh, make a per, what's your perception skill? Or are you My perception? Yeah. Sorry, you were saying? Yeah, what's your perception? Um, so it is plus four. Plus four. Okay, so how, how close and how far away from the happy fjord were you going to be um i was going to be like on the other side of the street to it but like in view of okay. it okay. uh okay. that's certainly enough it's broad nice but it's a, a sunny ish day um but yeah you do notice that uh all of them are women as they dismount and go about their business and a couple of them look over in your general direction as you're loitering outside of a, a shop, so to speak, but they don't pay you any notice and then they grab their bags and their packs and stuff and head inside, leaving their horses outside. Uh, a couple of minutes later, Dianora Dean, uh, uh, comes out um, with a young lad and they lead the horses around an alley towards the back of the, the tavern. Oh God, I'm split for two decisions. I could lean into my evilness and go and loot the 
saddles and whatnot. No, they, 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 they took it's all their possessions off and they took them. They took them all with them. Oh, I don't need to hang out with their horses then. Um, I, <laughs> I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna take my my book out and just be having a merry little read. You know, I've just been out here reading to cover up the loitering, and uh, I'll walk into the Happy Fjord um, with a book in one hand, just very casual as can be. Uh, which book are you reading? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, the only one I have is my Ghost of Emery one, which okay, you know only I can read those runes. That, that's that's fine. So, you, as far as you're concerned, um, yep. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> how, how long? How long after the group of women that entered um, uh, are you going to wait before you go in reading a book? So in my mind, I've taken my book out when I've seen them go in. I've stood for five minutes having a little read. As soon as I've gotten bored of that after like five minutes, then I'm going in. Okay. So you wander in uh, with your prayer book in your hand, uh, reading away. Um, as you walk in, you notice that uh, one moose is not there. Um, he's not in the tavern. Um, well, certainly not in the common room anyway. Um, uh, but there are a couple of uh, patrons that you would have recognized from the night before. Um, they're kind of getting towards lunches now, so some of them may have come in. They're all eating food. But at the table that you guys used the night before, there are six women. They've now got their um, uh, like winter clothes and stuff thrown off. Um, and this is what you see. Uh, there are two humans, uh, one Ardorian, uh, one Eleanor, and a Caridian. Um, the Caridian, um, she's probably about as tall and well built as Thavar is, um, but she's got a chainmail uh, hauberk on, leather trousers resting up against the walls, a, 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 a long sword and a shield and a battle axe and mace um, type thing. And she's talking loudly and in, enjoying a, a cup of ale. Um, the, there's another woman, uh, um, the, one of the humans, um, uh, from uh, an authenticity point of view, certainly a north uh, a Northman, much like uh, Matthew Iverson, flowing blonde hair that's um, tied in uh, braids across her head and down her back. The hair would probably reach halfway down her back. Um, she's sitting with her back to you, so you can't really see her features. Uh, but she she too has a chainmail hauberk on. One thing you notice about the braids coming down, there are a series of ribbons and stuff tied into it. At the bottom of it, there's like a small lead weight um, kind of braided into her hair. Um, sitting opposite her, so you can, you can get a good view of her, um, is another human woman. Um, she's got, uh, she was the one that was wearing the, the tight black leather trousers. She's got like a matching, matching tunic with a, um, like a, a vase and a West Point a vest around it. Um, the, the sleeves come down and they're nice and tight. She's a brunette and she's strikingly beautiful. Um, and she's laughing and smiling and like, because obviously the, the table is currently listening to the Caridian tell some tale, so to speak. Um, all of them appear to be very well at ease to her. Um, and she's kind of sat there and she's kind of got this knife that she's got point down on the table and she's spinning it on the point like, Bashing the pommel so it spins around, so to speak. Um, the Ardorian, uh, let me just make sure I got it right. Yeah, the Ar Ar Ardorian has um, 
pale bluish skin and shocking red, uh, shocking red hair. Um, the, and sitting next to her, um, and the Adorian is wearing this white, um, heavy, uh, like mage's robe, so to speak, and leaning up uh, against the wall behind her um, is this ornate staff with a ruby set in the top. Um, and sat next to her is a, a, an Elinor, with much like Elinor, but a kind of glistening silver um, skin. And again, much like the Ardorian, flowing red hair. She's wearing red leathers and stuff. And you can see sat on the table is a harp. A harp. Yep. Okay. Um, so I'm putting my book away and I'm wandering up to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> just you know casual Kader in her head is just thinking man what team do these guys bat for mm, mm. Um, <laughs> get myself just the cheapest ale I can because I am so broke okay you got you order an ale for um, five uh, well, five copper I've got that. Uh, That's five, five, five pennies. Um, one thing you do notice, Patricia and Dinor are busy rushing food and owl over to the, the table of women uh, quite regularly. Uh, the, uh, the human woman, the Northland woman, comes up to the bars uh, after uh, a little while, has a chat with uh, Martis. You do notice that they are, they do have like this um, rapport. They are, Martis is friendly and he's welcoming. Um, you're not quite close enough to hear the conversation that they have uh, from from where you sat. Where did you sit? Did you sit right next to them? Are you sitting Once, on your side of the room by the fire near the door? <laughs> Once I grabbed my ale, I was going to try and find a table nearby to their table so I could eavesdrop. Okay, so and um, I was also I was going to detect spirit aura as well. Okay, let me um, lay the okay. room out for you. Obviously, you know as you come in for the through the door you've got the bar directly in front of you which fills up most of the, the fire wall and then stairs in the um far corner by the the bar and your table or their table now is uh by the bar uh by the uh, stairs one that you were in the night before um mm -hmm. there are a couple of tables there's um next to the windows um to the right of the door as you go in there's a table to the left of the door uh, by the fireplace there's another table there um of the tables that currently have patrons having their lunch, um, the only tables that are free would be the one by the door on the left by the fire. Um, and certainly a couple of tables next to them, but there are, there's also a lot of other tables to choose from. Um, but So if you want to sidle them, sidle on over. Yeah, um, I don't want to sit like next next to them, but I want to get one close. So if I have to sit like by the window, that's fine. Okay, so you can pick one by the window down on the far end, which is kind yeah. of close-ish. Um, the Caribbean yeah. is talking loud enough that um, at this distance you can't make it out. Is that words? But once you get closer, yeah, you can certainly um, ascertain. And she's telling a story uh, of a battle uh, against a some like fantastic creature that you've never heard of before. Um, with she's talking about his wings and about how her and uh Lydia ripped the wings off the beast, causing it to collapse to the ground, allowing um 
Ariana to blast it with her magic and destroy the beast. Um, and they're laughing and talking. Um, <laughs> it's kind of obvious, even someone with as little experience of the adventuring life as you had, this is a group of adventurers that randomly walked into your inn. Um, they're sat around regaling each other about their um, exploits. And another thing that sticks out um, is the uh, Eleanor with the um, uh, in the red armor, uh, in the red leather armor, and the white blouse and the harp and stuff with flame red. Isn't the only Eleanor in the room? There's another one sat by the fire um, on one of the tables on his own. And he's got um, a bowl of stew in front of him and an L. And Annie, would you like to describe what Kada sees? Um, her, by the way. That's why I said Annie. <laughs> <laughs> but you did say him. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, you see a, um, a an Eleanor um, a, a approximately 3 foot 11, uh, 73 pounds, so fa fairly skinny, but not super skinny, um, who is in fine clothing currently, um, and uh, how, is nursing herself a, uh, a whiskey in front of her. Um, she seems to be looking around the room and just taking everything in um, as and when. She looks a little bit miffed at the moment um, for some reason. Um, and that is Annie. Um, she has black hair and uh, orange eyes. Okay. Um, so Annie's the one by the fire. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. When I detect spirit aura, do I get anything from the make group? A, or from... Make a spell mastery check. I'm mm -hmm. making a perception check. Oh god, it's a six. <laughs> this might have actually been useful for once, you know? <laughs> what was your tool? Uh, I got six, you know? Six total. Okay. Right. So, you, so rather than before when you were trying to disguise the casting and trying to be as quiet as possible, you found yourself in canting, um, not relatively loud, but certainly normally, so to speak. Um, so rather than, um, and conversation at the table of women stopped. <laughs> You've cast a spell, the spell's gone off fine. Um, um I'm, I'm assuming oh, the yeah. of seven allows me to... Yeah, you, yeah you would have, no, you'd have noticed that um, the Mallard was casting some kind of spell. As far as auras are concerned, um, you see, um, <laughs> first looking at, we'll deal with Annie before we deal with people at Vector Murder. I mean, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you look at Annie, um, uh, Annie's aura is black. Okay. No okay. flex. That's no, good. No flex white, black. Yeah. So that's like my one, right? Okay. Um, turn into your right. Turn into your right. Looking at. Um, yes, it is the, like yours. <laughs> uh, looking at the uh, women, uh, the group of women, the little group of adventurers. Um, all of their auras are um, glowing white. Some of them are kind of a fuzzy grey, so they may have done a few immoral acts at some stage in their life, but certainly nobody's 
taking any steps down the path of darkness, so to speak. Oh man, why did the hot ones have to be the good ones? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, if they've stopped and I've noticed it, I'm just going to raise my uh, ale to them and just be like, sorry, just looking for a friend, and I'm going to head over to Annie. And... <laughs> Annie, Annie, Annie looks at you and just goes, so um, I think they, you've they... up. <laughs> I, just pull out, I just pull out my uh, my book that Salan gave me, and I'm just like, listen, it's been a long day. Um, so with um, Eyes of the Runekeeper, can I read mm -hmm. said book? Um, I can read all writing. You can read all writing, but you can't read all rune sets. Okay, um, no, no, that's why I thought I'd ask. So yeah, you can read. So if if it was written in. Um, a different language, for example, it was written in a language you didn't understand, and yeah, you would mm. be able to understand it. But right. rune sets, rune sets for all intents and purposes, are encryptions. Right. Okay. No, um, no, so I just thought I'd double check. That's all. Yeah. So yeah, um, you do notice that it, like I said, the eyes of the runekeeper will tell you that um, it is a um, a tank, what what is called a tainted rune set. Um, right. You're just not keyed up on the inscription, so to, or the the, uh, the encryption, so to speak. Yeah. So yeah, um, you know that it's dark, uh, but yeah, um, you like I said because for example, it's the same thing as like even though your spell book, for example, was written in infernal runes. My spell book. Um, I don't have a spell book. Thank you. Yeah, or whatever. Um, <laughs> you have to because even though it's no, no, I don't. I don't have to unless I take um, the book version. Um, it yep. specifically state elsewhere. Okay. <laughs> Um, so yeah, about like I said, your spells or your spells, the spells that you learned from at least are written in infernal runes, yeah. um, and they're very different to arcane runes. Mm -hmm. um, so so rune sets are an encryption key, so to speak. So the eyes of the runekeeper will allow you to read any written text. Yeah, rune, I can't read. Rune that. sets are very different. Cool. No, that's fine. I just wanted but to double check that. <laughs> yeah, but it does 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 have a very dark feel to it. Interesting book. Like it? It's interesting, shall we say? <laughs> what a fun aura there. Hmm. I take it you noticed that. Things you casted mm -hmm. something. It's been a long day. What about the girls it's over just... there? Um. Oh, squeaky clean. What's really? your what? shame? Um. Annie, what's your arcana skill and what's your perception? My perception is seven, my arcana is five. Okay, so yeah, you noticed um, the Ardorian had uh, cast a spell in response to what's recently happened, um, but you're not sure what it is. Uh, can I make a spell check? Uh, that's what your arcana was to try and figure out what it was. Okay. I can't make a natural check to seeing as I see it being casted. Uh, if you want to, if you want to attempt to counter it, yeah. Uh, mm. <laughs> you can make a re uh, yeah. You, as a as a reaction, I'll, I'll allow you to yeah. attempt to make a recognize magic check. Yep. Uh, so, so make a rec magic roll. Uh, does that use my does that use my spell casting rather than yes? Yeah. Okay. 
just I just want to double check because um, it says intelligence usually. So no, it, it, it does not so say twenty one. So yeah, um, you're aware that uh, she was uh, casting a scrying spell. Uh, do I know what level? That's rude. Nope. I don't know it's what. Level. Not, it's not a spell that you were familiar with, but the mechanics of it are similar to other forms of scrying. Right. Okay. Um, and I can't counter it, or uh, can I try? If you you're going to attempt to counter the spell, um, I'm not. I'm not. You, of course, you can counter it. She's within sixty feet. Yeah. No. I know. I'm just. I'm thinking about <laughs> it at the moment. It's like, do I want to try and counter this, or do I just want to keep the information that I know what it is, that it's a scrying type, to let Caden know later. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, I'm, either I'm, way, I'm, I'm not going to do anything. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to keep the information put away for now. So, um, and from a mechanics point of view, as uh, an arcane caster, yes, the spell was arcane, mm -hmm. but B, it comes it comes from a school that you are unaware of. Yeah. Well, a school that you are aware of, but you have no practice or knowledge of. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and um, the the language would have been that of a weaver. Okay. Cool. Dream weavers. Yeah, we were dreams. dreams. <laughs> oh, that was my old playground. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this could be your old character. Oh my god. Um, but Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> here, like, I wonder if these guys are down to fuck, and if that's my old character, that's seriously messed up. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> no, 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 none of that group or any of your old characters. Oh. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> well, um, anyway, so I'll, I'll continue the conversation. Just going. So, um, why did you come in? Honestly, my friends have decided to take up work at a forge, and I'm bored. Um, fancy a walk? Uh, it depends. Um, would you be able to do me a favor? Depends on the favor. Well, I'm currently trying to get to um, Valinor. Valinor? We're yeah. headed there ourselves. You could come along. Oh. I was, uh, I was so willing to actually give you some money for it as well. <laughs> <laughs> but, as, as you say, well, I can come you, right? You can't. I'm not uh, the kind to swindle people out of their money. I mean, I'm looking for an adventurer group anyway, and... Uh, I suppose, as you've approached me, I could cut some deal at least, give you a little something. We would be expecting you to help us fight anything we encounter on the road, and you'd be providing your own rations. That makes sense. I can understand that. Honestly, um, you'll be protecting us as much as we'll be protecting you. Well, you don't know what my skill set is, to be fair. I would assume, by... Your interesting glow that you've got something up your sleeve. I might have a little something. Would you care to divulge or? I dabble in some of the more darker aspects of magic, shall we say. Darker, misunderstood. Well, misunderstood, of course. Of course. Misunderstood. <laughs> hmm, indeed. As anything else, if we are going to be a party, I. I do. Misunderstood magics, indeed. Oh, yes. Misunderstood magics are always a little, um, 
more fun, shall we say? Well, there is that, but that's not why I dabble in them. Why do you dabble in them? To help people. As to why. But it's much more complex than that. As to why. Anyway, if we are going to be a party, then you ought to meet the other two. They'll be back here tonight, but um, it would be good to know exactly how far your skills go. That makes sense. Um, I can tell you once your party is all together, I suppose. I think it would um, be better that way. Question to Ian. <laughs> yes? Would I know if there's any like secluded forest where we could like do magic, basically? <laughs> um, no, having, ha <laughs> and not get caught. Having travelled into Renford, um, you've noticed that there are, I'm saying Renford's built on the, uh, around the, uh, the ford of the River Palax, and our, the nearest forest is the one that you recently left, um, the Manax Forest. Um, okay, well, I won't say anything about that then. Um, I'll just hold out my hand and be like, Mardis Flick, nice to meet you. Annie Vava, uh, the little. Valavar. How am I spelling that? V A L A V A R. V A L A V A R. It's spelled how it sounds. Okay, that's good. I had a moment where my brain was just like blah, 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 blah. Yeah, no. So, so my, my brain, my brain mucked up because um, I I thought it was Valasar originally, and it's not. <laughs> uh, it's changed. Small bees, the better. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Um, <laughs> can I can I cheek a, a little look over to? Well, I'm not going to be subtle about it, to be honest. I'm going to look over at this group of people, and if they're looking at us, I'm going to give them a little wave. But I want to just see. No, they, 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 they appear to have uh, returned to their, uh, their conversation. Okay, uh, okay. They sat around the table just talking and, and going about their bit, going about themselves and seemed to be involved in the conversation that they were in before you walked into the room and started casting magic. Do they seem <laughs> a little bit quieter than before at all? Yeah, they're, they're certainly a lot more subdued. I don't know about you, but... um. Don't trust people to eavesdrop. So, shall we go for <laughs> so, a walk? Says the person who walked in the room and started eavesdropping. I think we. Yeah, probably... I know. This is why I don't trust people not to eavesdrop. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> I don't trust people to eavesdrop because I eavesdrop. Like, <laughs> if I don't eavesdrop, obviously other people are going to eavesdrop. Yeah, exactly. That's just how that works. Would you care to explore the town? Uh, perhaps on this side of the river? Why this side? Ice is um okay. Um you yes. Travel over the river then. It's ice is not my forte. <laughs> that makes sense. Yes. I, I understand. Um let's, and I'll sort of, I'll drain the rest of my ale and I'll head out the door. I'll 
down the rest of my shot. And we're, and we're Kader and Annie heading out of the uh, heavy forward. That's where we'll take our break. We'll be back in about 15 minutes, so 5 to 9 UK time. So we'll see you all soon. Thank you. Hello, and uh, everyone. Yes, we're back. We should be back live on the interweb. I do the, um, hopefully, as long as I press the right buttons. Um, <laughs> so, um, before the break, um, Savar is striking up a relationship with Matthew Iverson, the local blacksmith, in his wonderfully appointed and well ordered forge. Mortem uh, was attempting to find a suitable present to attempt to win the heart of. Uh, Patricia, the, one of the barmaids at the uh, Happy Ford. Um, Kada was wandering around town trying to find someone to possess, but her attention was um, drawn away by a group of uh, female adventurers that appear to have stopped off in Renford and the Happy Ford. Upon entering, um, she saw a varied group of uh, individuals, um, a Caridian, an Ardarian, an Alienar, uh, and a couple of humans all laughing and enjoying herself around the table. She, uh, shall we say, rather uncovertly um, <laughs> attempted to cast some kind of spurious dark magic whilst in the inn, drawing her attention. Um, to attempt to um, withdraw attention to herself, she snuck off to um, strike up uh, a conversation with um, uh, an Eleanor, claiming that she was looking for a friend. Um, having walked past the LNR moments before and sat at an empty table. Um, <laughs> uh, and sitting down, uh, we met uh, Annie Valivar, um, an LNR from House Balak, um, by the name. Um, and the two of them got talking. Um, and after a bit of uh, discussion, they decided to leave the Happy Ford. And that's where they are, with Kada and Annie leaving the Happy Ford. And as you look up and look across the street, you see, um, well, Annie doesn't recognize any of them, but Kader certainly does. Matthew Iverson, Savar, and Morton all heading in the direction of the Happy Forge because it's lunchtime. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, while, whilst you're making a hasty exit, um, the others appear to be making a, a beeline for lunch. I'll wave to them um, as they approach and sort of see if I can stop them on the road so we can have a quick chat. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll meet you inside, uh, Matty. Uh, Matty just smiles and nods. Greetings again, uh, Miss Flick. Um, and he just nods courteously in Annie's direction and heads on in. So the four of you are standing in the middle of the King's Road um, outside the Happy Fort. I'm trying to look as jovial and innocent as possible, um, and I'll just turn what have to. You done? <laughs> I'll turn to say so. Introductions, um, and I'll indicate to Annie. Be like, this is our new friend Annie, who's also going to Falinar. Would you believe it? Oh, um, is she paying for services? Well, no, because... I uh, I did offer, but um, your friend turned me down. Or... I offer payment. We're all going the same way, and we'll be looking that after each other careless. on the road. 
Well, it's not as, careless. I'm just as, being a nice person. As as your friend said, um, she does expect me to fight and pay my own way, of course, and of course I shall. So I wouldn't worry about that, at least. Well, you could always lighten your pocket to help with the uh, travelling. Well, I mean, if there were any supplies that you were in dire need of, I don't mind buying them for you, of course. Well, I believe that quite a few of the items that are needed will be in the general store on the other side of the river. Ah, Before anyone your exploits on the river. Well, <laughs> <clears throat> you two, you've still not introduced yourself. Where are your manners? Um, I left them at home. What in the uh, in the inn? No, I don't live there. I don't stay there, do I? Well, how's that my home? Well, it's your home away from home, is it? I've, I've, we've been there one night. That's not a home. Fair enough. Fair point. Change my mind. My I'll take a crown just away. for the headache that I'm going to get from you two. I'll uh, I'll flick I'll I'll flick a crown towards Kada. Thank you. <laughs> just straight straight it. into the pouch and straight straight flick a, oh, across. Gotcha. Yep. <laughs> if you want to pay for my armor as well, I don't mind. <laughs> I said supplies, not armor. Ah uh, well. Anyway, do I have to introduce you for you two? I thought adults could do that themselves. I uh, well, I would have perfectly been able to if you'd given me the chance. And I'm going to turn to her and go, Apologies. My name is Savar. It's nice to meet you. Pleasure to meet you. As, uh, as your friend said, Annie Valasar, uh, Balavar. Nice to meet you. And I go by many names. Currently, it's Narstorm, if you must know. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, um, uh, Flick, was it? Flick, yes. Um, just to say, um, I believe that the, uh, one of the lot inside, uh, had cast a, uh, scrying spell of So, I think that, uh, at least waiting out that uh, uh, waiting for a good 24 hours might be an idea before we chat about skills or abilities, should we say? I will say hello to the group inside that if you're listening. Kind of a rude way to introduce yourselves, but you know, drop by the table later and maybe we can chat. I mean, what? Is that how you, what? you kind of did cast a spell at them. Maybe not at them. I didn't but... cast it at them. This was a spell for me, for my vision. Is she misbehaving again? We've told you about that. Yes, unfortunately she did. I don't I don't know I exactly what she cast, things. but she um she noticed something within me which makes me think that it may have been a certain spell to find out natures, maybe? Quite I was sure. seeking out friendly souls. That's ah, all. Is that what it was? Mm -hmm. Well, how else do you think we all met? I don't know. I haven't heard your story yet. And uh, you won't. From a like lore or history-based type thing, you would, well, uh, Annie, you'd be aware, and Thavar would be aware as well, um, that shamans are capable of discerning, discerning a, a person's persuasion, so to speak. Right. 
Okay. Uh, but none of you would be uh, none of you would have a clue about the concept of the ghost of Fenman. Right. Um, are you not staying for lunch? Well, well, I didn't particularly trust that group inside, but if they're scrying on us anyway, then it wouldn't hurt. Well, why uh, don't you go? Why don't Why don't I go and say hello? If you introduce me, are they nice? Maybe not the best idea, just in case. I mean, why not? You're a big burly man, after all. We don't want you starting anything. You do have some. Hey, hey I don't but... think you insinuate that I would do that. Sorry, you know. It's interesting as, as this, you knew the as interesting as this conversation Lord. is. I have someone waiting for me. I'm going to make sure they don't wait for too much longer. That makes sense. Pleasure to meet you. Um, Clava, might um, I join you? Uh, you're welcome to, if you like. I mean, I will probably be talking shop. I'm not sure uh, I, how interesting it will be to you. I mean, it's it's lunch, so I mean, I, I need to eat something at the very least. Mind sitting in. Fair enough. Um, gonna... I'm going to the bar. <laughs> okay. I'll walk alongside Bottom, and I just want to chat to him real quick before we go inside. And just say, please, please do not start a fight in the bar. <laughs> I don't think they like us very much I, already. I started a bar fight once because somebody was cheating. Yeah, so going by your One track time, record. <laughs> I have been to many I'm bars saying... and many pubs, and I've never seen anything else. <laughs> If anyone gives you a reason to fight, just take a deep breath, count to five, and walk away. Trust me, That's it works. After six, I've done it right? many times. <laughs> yep. <sighs> just and count some numbers up. and get there. <laughs> okay, so are you all going back in? Yes. Um, yes. Well, I'm going, going in first. Okay. I'm going, going in. I'm ignoring uh, <laughs> Shush, Gemma. Stop it. <laughs> okay, so Flavar is the first to get to the door because she left you all saying yeah. um, she was going to get... So as you go in, Flavar, um, with Norton a couple of steps behind you, followed by Kada and Annie, um, as you go in, you, you see uh, Marcus the innkeep and Deonora, no Patricia at the moment. Um, the, there are a couple of patrons that you would have recognized from the night before and over on the table that you guys sat at the evening before um, are a group of women. Um, as mentioned previously, there's a Caridian, two humans, one Eleanor. Um, actually, sorry, I forgot, I missed one of them. There are two Eleanor, in fact. Um, one of the, the Eleanor I forgot to mention uh, before was off at the toilet. Anyway, so there's a new, there's a new, <laughs> Eleanor, there's a new Eleanor that has returned. Um, and she sat there, uh, much like the um, the Eleanor in the red leather uh, red leather clothing and white blouse and the heart. Uh, but she appears to be wearing a nice suit of uh, chainmail, um, and around her neck is hanging um, a quite prominently uh, a medallion of some sort. It's a blazing sun uh, engraved with uh, a set of scales. Uh, inlaid with onyx um very fancy very nice looking um nice. what's your what's your religion skill kata <laughs> aura thing on because that lasts 10 minutes uh yeah she's glowing like a bright light 
She's about as pure as you could possibly get. My name, <laughs> my name. <laughs> um, that is a plus two. Um, yeah, well, you're all aware of the, the, the greater gods, so to speak. Um, and she's most definitely wearing the symbol of Selene Lightbringer. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to sit at the fireplace table away from them if it's still available. <laughs> Thankfully, the GM forgot about her before and she wasn't in the room when you cast a spell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Good. <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> right oversight and Fupa there, but never mind. Good, good. Keep fooling. So thank God it just lined up like that. Hey, Eric, we, need, we need all the help we can get at the moment. Uh, yeah, there, there, there are there are two LNR um, potential familial uh, resemblance between the two of them, um, and uh, uh, two humans, one in black leather armor, one wearing chainmail, um, and she's got a couple of hand axes hanging from her belt and stuff like that. Um, and the most striking thing about the, the large blonde-haired human is she's currently lifting um, Matthew Iverson off the ground in a bear hug. Um, and he's laughing and joking. Um, and they're all, um, hey. There certainly appears to be um, recognition and uh, some kind of relationship between Matthew and uh, the other uh, women that are part of the countries. So I'm going to um, walk up to the table, like around the table, to a bit behind uh, Matthew, giving them a nod. I go, I take it this is a relation of yours. Um, then you wouldn't say there's any kind of familial relationship between them, but that there's certainly like some kind of uh, bond. Um, and mm. uh, once the, the the tall North woman. Uh, puts Matthew uh, back down on the floor. You know, you know, she does stand a good three, four inches taller than him. Um, she's probably just over six feet tall, six foot one, six foot two, uh, that type of thing. Um, strong, powerful, athletic. Um, and now that you're close enough, because Kada couldn't see because she had her back to uh, where Kada and Annie were sat, uh, one side of her face is uh, covered in woad like bluish tattoos. Um, <laughs> Uh, something familiar, uh, something cultural towards uh, the North, uh, the Northman type thing, um, and uh, Morton would kind of recognise it uh, as um, the sign of the Berserker. Um, so she's certainly some type of martial Northman um, warrior uh, type person. Um, and she looks at you and smiles. Matthew looks at you and smiles. Ah, Thabar, um, good to meet you. Um, like to introduce you to a, um, a, a friend of mine, my cousin, so to speak, maybe like three or four times removed, um, certainly from the same same part of the world as my ancestors. Uh, this is Lydia Neal's daughter. Uh, Lydia Neal's daughter. Um, and her, her friends and associates. Uh, Lydia, this is uh, Thabar. She's new into town with her friends and kind of nods and gestures over to where um, Morton and Annie and Kada are, are currently. I, I was heading to the bar, so. Okay, so I was nowhere near anyone else. Morton's at the bar. Annie, Kada, where are you? So just. Uh, I would have been doing Thabar. Um, okay. Okay, so yeah, Annie sidles up behind Thabar. Kada? You're muted. You're, you're muted. Just notice I'm muted. Um, I was going to head to the fireplace, but if, if I've seen 
um, Matthew Iverson and Favar and that going over to this group I'd, I'd follow. Okay, so you wander over. Um, make it, uh, yeah, I normally rely on your passive skills, but I'm going to ask you to make a perception check. Um, Kada. <coughs> just Kada? Yeah, just Kada. Okay. Eleven. Eleven. Okay. Um, as you walked in, the only reason I, I, I insist on just Kayla, uh, you, you would have just about noticed um, from when you've walked in, um, the human woman in the black leather, her eyes haven't left you from the second you walked into the room. I will wave at her. <laughs> um, and she just sat there and she just smiles and um, her face kind of lights up and the, the dark brown eyes um, underneath her lashes kind of just smile. And as mentioned before, she's extremely attractive. Um, but uh, we'll get back to Favar and Matthew. And Matthew's introduced Lydia, Neil's daughter. Um, and Lydia holds out a hand um, to shake yours, Favar. I take it. Yeah. yeah and her hand doesn't go into your hand. It kind of slips up to your wrist into, in, into what, like a warrior's shake. And cool, I accept it. Certainly recognize it. Um, and then in guttural Caridian, from just behind her, obviously, you can see it because the Caridian stands a good six inches taller than uh, even Lydia. Um, you hear, uh, blessings be upon your be upon your hatch, my friend. Um, and, and upon yours and your friends, indeed. Uh, I am uh, Marit Callan. And who would you be able to spell any of this? M A R I T K A A A N. So Lydia, was it Neil's daughter? Did you say L? What? Yeah, Neil's daughter. Neil's daughter. N I L S D A T E R. Double T E R. Okay, cool. Because I heard that one, I didn't hear the Caribbean. I don't understand. Which is which is which essentially Northmen for Neil's daughter. Yes, I guess that. Uh, and um, just turning around and quite openly and friendly, it's Lydia that, that makes the rest of the introductions. And this is uh, the, the rest of my band, the rest of our friends. Uh, uh, Matthew here is a, a good friend of ours. Uh, we've done a lot of business with this. As mentioned, we kind of had a very loose familial link going back um, uh, through the family tree, so to speak. Uh, we have, uh, she points to the other human, um, the one uh, that is currently eyeing up um, Kada, uh, Jasmine briefly. Wave to her is vaguely flirtatious. Okay, fair just enough. for the record. So say more. Say more. Say more of a. Yeah, um, Jasmine Braithwaite. B R A I T H W A I T E. Um, and she introduces the two Eleanor. Uh, here we have Cerise uh, Eliavar, um, which you would know means she's from House Elias. Mm -hmm. And Cerise is S Y R Y S. S Y R Y S. Um, mm -hmm. And her cousin, um, Scarlet. It's the only name that she gives for her. Um, I'll, I'll 
speaking Ellie and I and say, pleasure to meet you both. Uh, and Derek nod and smile. And Hello, it's it, yeah. And uh, it's Cerise that replies, uh, pleasure to you. Um, may, may, uh, may Saloon's light shine upon your house and your family. And to yours. And I will also say, and um, may it shine bright upon your families and your friends. She, she kind of, she certainly smiled, especially at the use of Eloise. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit taken aback as well. I'm like, okay. And she nods. <laughs> and again, in, uh, a woman and, culture, I see. And, and <laughs> switching, switching the comments, Sri says, and uh, may the light bring a smile upon your hatch as well, my friend. Um, Please, uh, Matthew, uh, pull up a table. Um, uh, looking at you, are you a band of adventurers, uh, much like ourselves? Uh, please join us. Marcus, food, drink. <laughs> well, if he's paying. <laughs> I'll pull over a table, but I kind of want to try and see if I can sit near the human. <laughs> like I'm going to help yes. move the table. Yeah, so Make sure it's all right with Mattis. I thought you said there were six. Yeah, the, ta the tables are circular, so you kind of pull them up and they kind of like shift around and make sure they, they fit around their kind of circular table and you, Matthew, um, Annie and Kada um, fit around theirs. Um, not long after, Musa comes down and, and joins you. Morton, back at the bar. Um, Ian, sorry, first of all, um, I thought you said there were six of them total. Yeah, there are six. There's Marit. Uh, you missed one. Yeah, you missed one. Uh, uh, the um, Ardorian. The yes. Ardorian is introduced as Ariana Arias. A-R-Y-A-N-A A-R-I-A-S. Thank you. Sorry, I, I just wanted to make sure that you didn't forget. <laughs> no, I, I did forget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Much, I guess much, much, much like I forgot Cerise, which um Yes. Um sorry sorry, can you um repeat the second name for Cerise? Arias, A R I A. No, 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 Cer it's Cerise. Cerise. Uh, Cerise Eliavar. She's from Eliavar, Eliavar. Um and though Scarlet her surname wasn't given, um she did were, say cousin. Were told they, they were cousins, so you'd know they're from the same house. Yeah. Or I'll make that assumption. So. Okay. Sorry for interrupting. <laughs> no, but yeah, Morton, back at the bar. He's in the bar. You, you see, you see musical tables. Uh, Doriana and Martis. No, Patricia at the moment. Uh, Artis. He looks at you. Uh, one moment, my friend. We're just sorting an order. Uh, and he comes to you like a, a couple of minutes later. Um, uh, uh, yes, my, yes, my. Nordstrom, not Nordstrom, not Nord, Nord. Uh, forgive me, it was, it was a long night last night. Um, what can I do for you, my friend? Um, I wanted to ask you about your daughter. Asking the father. What's your insight? <laughs> my insight, two. <laughs> okay. Um, even with an insight of two, the raised eyebrows and stern look that you're now receiving um silence but certainly stern look speak on i was wondering if i could have permission to to go on a date 
I think. That's what we call it. Uh, whoever, whoever Patricia chooses the court is uh, up to her. Um, you don't have to ask her. Um, but it's much. right to get permission from the father, right? That would depend on your intentions, my friend. Honourable. Then, if it's okay with Patricia, kind of looking you up and down, um, even with a like, uh, insight of two, there's a certain amount of distaste and disgust on his face as he's eyeing you up. Because um, if you compare your party in the way that you are currently dressed and um, attired, compared to um, it, though it's all functional adventuring gear, um, so to speak. There's certainly a large gap in quality between yourselves and um, the, the group of ladies that your, your friends are accompanying. I would like to have fine clothing on. Yeah, fine clothing. <laughs> your, your fine clothing would kind of bring you up close to uh, what um, Scarlet's group are, are, are currently wearing. But it's more for them, it's more serviceable. Um, they were fine and well cut, and um, certainly suits their figures and uh, their requirements um even with your fine clothing you just about fit in the same room um so yeah um if patricia um, if patricia wants to go step out with you then that's her decision is she free to talk to currently um, she's busy in the kitchen at the moment. Um, so it'll be lunchtime. Rush Can I help? Um, not in the kitchen, no, my friend. Um, I know how to use a knife. Um, uh, so my my wife is a, a stickler about who she allows in the kitchen. So, uh, please take a seat. Um, if Patricia's free, then I'll let her know that you wish to speak to her. Thank you. And I I will slowly head head down. Um and to the table slowly okay so you, you head on over um the others are, are just about finishing pulling over because that conversation took place whilst the others were having their introductions made um and you they're currently pulling a table over to try and sit down next to the group of women um that appear to have settled in your uh, set in the, on the table that you were using the night before I will sit down as soon as the table's been moved. Okay. Um, there are a number of looks as this large human comes, human male comes wandering over um, to take a seat because um, certainly Matthew's only introduced into a group of women. Um, and as you come to sit down, it's Lydia is the one that stands up and looks over towards Tavares and them. Is this specimen with you? And she definitely gives uh, Morton a serious looking over. <laughs> of course. <laughs> then my friend pulls out a chair and slams it down next to her, slaps it hard, take a seat. <laughs> uh, I will then sit down where she tells me to. Doesn't seem like somebody I should uh, annoy. Okay. <laughs> he knows better. Good. Uh, <laughs> and she puts her hands up and um, she calls out, Marcus, Morel, 
and um, after like a minute or so, Morris comes over with a few jugs of ale, and Nora helps comes over and places them down on the table. Um, and it, between Lydia and uh, Jasmine, they start help pouring out drinks and uh, bits and pieces. Um, and um, Lydia holds up a flask. Once all, all everyone's uh, tankers are filled. Mm. I'll raise mine as well. Hold and one up. The, the, the rest of her party raises it. To death, glory, and a fine ending. I'd rather not die. To death, glory, and a fine ending. Um, and she, she bangs her drink. And, uh, she, she make a I'm going to glance over it. Matthew and see what he's doing. He, he's dining as that. well. Um, he, he definitely joins. I will down it. Um, <laughs> culturally, it's kind of, it, it's a North saying. It's a North um, a Northman saying for them. Death in mm. battle is considered glorious. Yeah. Um, so I don't down it, but I'll make it look as if I take it. Well, I'll, I'll take a nice glug, but I won't quite down it because I'm a very small. <laughs> I'll do the same, but purely because of what happened last night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, um, Ian, sorry, what? I wanted to double check. Yeah, one second. Um, yeah, carry on. Uh, sorry, um, I wanted to double check. Um, which of the girls was the one who cast the... That was the, Ardor that was the Ardorian. The Ardorian, the, okay. The, the, the Magus, the, the Magi of the, of the group. The one where yeah, I, ju I just wanted to double check. The nice shiny, and now you're a lot closer, very fine, and what looks like very warm, rosy. And as Lydia uh, finishes her drink and slams it on the table, she takes her hand, slaps it down on Morton's thigh, and gives it a big squeeze. <laughs> <laughs> you just see, you just see Morton's face just like tighten slightly uh, before he tries to be more relaxed. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Closest Morton to where I'm sitting. Um, well, there, there, there are two round tables next to each other. Lydia is kind of sat um, in the in the gap between the middle with Morton, and then okay. going anti-clockwise from there to get round to you guys. Uh, next to Lydia is Scarlet, and then Cerise uh, is sat next to her cousin. Um, sat um, next to uh, Cerise is um ariana sat um and then sat on the other side of ariana is jasmine um there is a space there available next to jasmine if you want to sit next to her um, <laughs> that's you and then it gets to your table because obviously they can't go all the way around so they only use like two thirds of the table um and it gets to your table um matthew is sat um kind of halfway in back to the wall and then Morton is obviously sat next to Lydia. So the spaces wise, there would be two spaces between where Matthew is and Morton is, and a space between Matthew and Jasmine. Okay, I would like to, from here it's gonna be easier. So I, from where I'm already sat, I'm gonna lean across to Morton and be like, looking forward to your date tonight, Nordstrom. And then I'm gonna get up and go and sit next to Jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> in, in Morton's awkward face and like gone like bright red and trying to hide it in his ale. <laughs> um, and at, at that, Lydia kind of looks over. Go, oh, well, you've spoken for, are you? <laughs> I, I, I speak to my cup, going, 
Right, so yeah, Annie. <laughs> uh, yes, at this point, um, I'm going to look over to uh, Ariana and just try and, uh, try and get her attention a little covertly. Uh, what are you doing to covertly get her attention? Um, just like uh, like a, li a little like hand gesture just to say, like, could we talk thing? I, um, just... I... Try what, sorry, what, so you, you you calling her over, basically? Yeah, I, I'm calling her over, but trying to do it a little bit discreetly. Okay. Um, well, it's hard to tell if she's blushed because um, of the bluish complexion to her skin. Um, and she just looks over and just just gives you a smile, and um, she's kind of in a conversation with Cerise at the moment. Um, Though they're listening in, the two of them appear to be deep in conversation. Okay. Sure. I'm not going to interrupt them in that case. Okay. Um, so, uh, any of you want to break, spark up conversation? No, I'm sitting there really awkwardly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to okay. be sitting next to Matthew, and I'll just be going, so how did you two meet? Uh, well, or have you already all known each other? I, I, I know Lydia um, going back uh, over, over Lydia. How long is it? And she goes, oh, it must be ooh, 15 years. Um, I said, not, uh, and then Lydia's hand hasn't been removed from Morton's thigh at the moment. <laughs> um, and she's helping pour out drinks. And Matthew turns back. She goes, oh, yeah, it must be good 15 years or so. Um, so when my family emigrated from the north and, and came down and I settled here in Renford, uh, Lydia's family um, came here a couple of years later. Uh, her parents passed away when uh, she was a bit younger, uh, a bit younger, no more than 13 winters or, or so. Um, when she was about 17 or so, she set off for a more adventurous life. Um, for people of my culture, um, we're not all built for, mentally at least, for swinging away, uh, forging a peaceful life. Some of us seek a little bit more thrills. And um, when she was around about 20, uh, Lydia came uh, came back with, well, 20, 25, Lydia came back with her companions here. Um, except that herself, they, she went to the Scarlet and the others. I mean, you can Scarlet, that, um, that was the one that uh, set up their little Band of adventurers. Maybe they call themselves the Scarlet Siren. Because ah. they're all women. That's very interesting. <laughs> um, they're a good bunch. They come through town and they stop off and we do trade bits and pieces. I repair their armor. And some, if I got some any weapons that need fixing and stuff like that, then uh, they come through. They're they're a good bunch. They've uh, they've got. A, a reasonable amount of renown locally at least how long have they are you guys been adventuring he says uh, awkwardly <laughs> uh, lydia looks over and smiles at you oh we've been at this now for what five years six years uh looks like i've got a way to go <laughs> down my point <laughs> she, she she joins you in finishing finishing hers off and Quickly fills yours up, and we'll, we'll skip back to a match and then fell off. 
they, yeah, um, I said that's their story. They've been through. They've done a few things uh, locally for the town, which is why they're, they're quite renowned in, in these parts. Um, they help clear out uh, a, a nest of uh, some kind of dark uh, creatures that were that was troubling some of the local farms and stuff. Um, so yeah, they don't range too far. I wouldn't call them leans over a little close to whispering you call them the most experienced of adventurers but um <laughs> they're they're good eggs they're, they're they're good people right oh that brings something to my mind i don't suppose do do you, any of you know of the the farmer named hunter um you say that out loud or just a matthew do specifically matthew um, I think, oh, I know Hunter, he's a, he's a good friend. Uh, uh, I know Matthew, I know Hunter. Uh, he's a good friend. Um, like I said, uh, we, we do plenty of, well, not so much business, but he buys, buys all of his tools from me. Um, he's a good man, honourable man. You know him? Yes. We met him, um, but I'm, I'm sorry to bring this news, but he, he died. There was a, a bear attack. It, it, much like uh, when you um, uh, passed on the news to Martus, when you passed on the news to Janus, he looks generally, um, genuinely upset um, at, the, at the news. Um, he yeah. looks, looks you square in the eyes and goes, mm, such terrible news, but these things aren't un unheard of. He was a good man and a good father. Um, I'll be sure to pass on, pass on my regards to Cleanne, his wife, and, and the boys uh, as soon as he, he was. He was the best father. He, it, he, it was in defense of his son. Oh, well, the bear was troubling his boys. Yes. It was big then, bear. Then the, man died, then the man died a truly honorable uh uh, death, and he will certainly be toasting toasting the elves and the heavens with his uh, ancestors. That's for sure. <laughs> yes, he will, Kata. <laughs> <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, yes, he will. I think he's been freed, liberated, you know. Yeah, Matthew, yeah, why not? Matthew at, the, uh, at the end of that, uh, Jester quickly bangs his um, tankard on the table, ra stands up, raises his tankard in, uh, tankard in the air after quickly getting it refilled, and says, Hunter Aram. I stand up and I do the Hunt same. Yeah, I shove my glass Aram. on the air. Yeah. I don't know him, but. All of us stand up, and did you? Uh, raise a raise a toast to um, Hunter. Um, as soon as you, mm. do you, anyone down their drinks or anyone just sipping? sipping I will again. be down oh, mine. Okay. Like glug, glug, but not downing okay. entirely. Okay, cool. um, as soon as they're down, then um, Lydia quickly reaches for the jugs, calls out to Martha's more ale, starts filling, <laughs> filling everybody's jugs up, and she stands there and raises her mug. And when Hunter Aram. <laughs> I do. I do it again and down it because I know. I'm I know not, what happens I if I sit down. down I sip. Yeah. <laughs> so you you down the second one. One thing you do notice, like the the other two LNR, um, and certainly the uh, Ardorian, 
uh, what Cerise Scarlett and Ariana do sip it there. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. sipping. Um, 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 actually, because anyone um, really, really being attentive, and Kada would have noticed because she decided to sit next to her. Jasmine hasn't touched her drink. Um, has Ariana stopped talking with Sirius yet? Yeah, because they were, they were having toasts. Yeah. Um, um, so can so I, I quickly finish the oh, toast? Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah. As as they finish the second toast and um and slams it down on the table, um Lydia sweeps around and slaps Morton on the ass and gives his ass a good. Bold woman. Face just chew up. And I'm just gonna look at Kato and just go and just with the help me eyes. Kato will uh, shrug and sort of appreciative smirk, like you're on your own, buddy. But hey, what a catch! Um, I'm just gonna look I'm at gonna you and just shake my head at you. I turn to Jasmine. Yep. Um, do you not drink? Are you okay? I do, but I like to keep my wits about me. Sensible, very sensible. I am. Did not do the same last night. I don't think they appreciated it this morning. Oh really? Uh, do tell. It she's was a hard night. She kind of bats her eye, uh, bats her eyelids at you while she's saying it. Okay, Kader is is sort of leaning suggestively towards her. Um, but yeah, it was such a hard night. You know, we we didn't know Hunter long, but he was such a brilliant person. So the first mm -hmm. night after his death was. I'll take I'll take a little dramatic sip from my ale, <laughs> and I'll pop it back down. I'll push it away and be like, I I shouldn't I shouldn't lose myself over this. It's just hard when you lose a friend, you know. And I'll milking it, manipulative bitch. You've only got the insight of like three, haven't you? Um, I think so. <laughs> Okay, yeah, um, plus three. Okay, so uh, make an insight check because you're kind of looking straight into her eyes at the moment. Um, are, are you? Are you? Yeah, actually, before you do it, uh, are you attempting to glean anything from what is uh, quite a cool and collective um, exterior? Read her a bit because obviously she hasn't touched her drink. Um... I mean, like, Kayla is down to fuck, but that is not her sole intent here. <laughs> yeah. so... Ooh, 20. Okay. Um, yeah. um, so I'm trying to read her. So, yeah, you're looking, you're looking into the, like, the deep, dark brown eyes that are very alluring, and um, they, they kind of shimmer in the, in the light that's peeking in through the window, etc. Um, and you can't... You've got more chance of reading your book from a hundred miles away than you have getting anything out of it. <laughs> Stoic, and even though it's warm and welcoming, and you you feel you're kind of more attractive whilst you're trying to read her. Um, you've got this sense that your entire life story and your soul has been laid bare before you. Um, but um, the tables were very much being turned. What you read is that. Whilst you were trying to read her, you were being read. Kada thinks she's a good person. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, like I said, yeah, from, just... from your perspective and your teachings, the way that Cyan taught you, even though Daracross is the um, the force of darkness in the universe, 
your teachings were that Darakos is attempting to free everyone from the um, the shackles and slavery that is the order of the great spirit in the universe. So as far as you're concerned, in your perspective, what you're doing is good. Um, they have the best <laughs> intentions, but the worst guidance. And anyone yeah. who reads her mind or whatever will see that she has the best intentions, but the yeah. worst guidance. Yeah, you, um. your, 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 mind, your, mind not, your mind's not been read, but she read your, she read your body language. Almost certainly she picked up your shall we say your your sexual intentions um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, and she just smiles okay i'll I'll smile back and just be like penny for your thoughts oh my 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 thoughts cost an awful lot more than a penny, my dear. <laughs> Kada doesn't really know what to say, but she she raises a hand, um, and Dianora comes over. She goes, uh, two fire whiskeys, please, dear." <laughs> Jasmine's great. We'll leave the sexual yeah. tension that is boiling between Kada and Jasmine uh, for a um, minute, and we'll jump back to Annie. Yep. Um, so I'm actually going to walk around the table go and try and um, have a quick chat with Ariana. As, gonna... you, as, as, as you walk past Morton, well, Favor, well, yeah, Morton and uh, Lydia, and um, I forgot to see Marit. Marit is um, sat between uh, Lydia and Scarlet. And past uh, Marit and Scarlet, um, as you're coming close to Cerise, Eyes kind of lock onto you for a second because she's quite perceptive. Uh, what are your daishi traits, my friend? My daishi traits. What are your physical your physical uh, manifestations of your corruption? I have orange eyes. Okay. Uh, and slightly uh, blackened things. Ever so slight. Okay. As you come um, walking past, she looks at you. You, you can kind of see her eye. You will notice that her, obviously, because Ellie and I have slightly uh, larger eyes than most humanoids, they kind of widen in recognition, uh, but she doesn't say anything. But she just re reach up and rub her hoodie symbol slightly. Um, and you pass her, and her head follows you, and you pass around her. Um, those of you, because Morton's got no idea what's going on in the world apart from, <laughs> well, from hand Lydia. on air. <laughs> yeah, apart from trying to ward off Lydia, Kada's totally lost in um, Jasmine and Favar's in deep conversation. So no, no, one else oh, notices, no one else notices this exchange. Um, and yeah, and you find yourself standing uh, kind of between and behind where um, Cerise and Ariana are sat. Uh, does Ariana turn to me at all? Uh, she turns up and looks. She smiles and she takes it. Uh, takes it in. What type of staff do you have? And do you have any type of uh, arcane focus on you? you, you um, so not visible. Um, okay. I don't have a staff either. Um, I have a mace hanging at my um, hanging at my belt. Okay. Uh, no staff. No arcane focus currently. Um, just clothes on my back in this place around my uh, and um 
I'll say to um, Ariana, might I inquire as to the uh, you cast earlier? Um, I was just casting a spell to protect my friends. And Keep an eye on we were no, we were just warding off uh, any potential foul magic. She looks kind of curiously in Cader's direction, who is utterly lost in uh, the <laughs> big brown eyes of Jasmine Braithwaite. Uh, the, the, the language of her so magic seemed darker than uh, I would like. Um, oh, I see. Just... I didn't realise. Um, unfortunately, I'm not versed in magic. Mm -hmm. Um. You dabble? Uh, a little. I mean, I am an alien after all. We we all. Very cops. Doesn't say I'll look to Sirius. More like chokes than coughs. I'll just look to Sirius and just go, yes? No? You seemed like you wanted to say something there. Uh, I think I was just choking up, choking on my L, uh, my dear. <laughs> so, yes, as, as I said, we do dabble in that sort of the, the arcane. Um, um, some small finer spell. Uh, where, where did you learn your magic? Oh, um, whilst I was in Valinor. Um, I am at the I, I am actually were where? In Valinor. Valer. Valer, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, oh, brain, yeah. <laughs> Even my own world geography went where? Yeah, my brain. <laughs> um yes. In Valer. Of course. Okay. Oh, wonderful. Um my, a, my a, home. A, a, a lovely city. Wonderful. Um, yes, yeah, so I was just inquiring as um I also want to protect my fellows. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to have anything that might waylay our journey or us not to talk privately. Well, no, I was just, uh, you wish to talk to me privately or wish for your friends to talk privately? Well, both. Uh, my, my magics were, were just a ward of sorts. Um, so because I already know that she cast a scrying do I know that she's lying about this? Well, you know, she cast a a, a a form of divination divination type spell. Right. You're, okay. also, you're also aware that the divination type spells can also ward against right being scried upon. Okay. So you, you, you would though you don't know the spells personally because you're only level one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't know what spell she cast. Yeah. Because it comes from a school that um, you're unfamiliar with. Yeah, sorry, because you described it as scrying, I thought it was literally yeah. a scrying spell. Yeah, uh, no, yeah. she didn't cast scrying. They're certainly not powerful right. enough to cast scrying. No, no, that's fine. I just thought I'd double check that because, yeah. yeah, yeah. so it's a divination spell. But yeah, um, for, what's your insight? Uh, my insight is five. Okay. Um, she's being half truthful. Okay. From your perspective. Um, you can tell from a few facial quirks, so to speak, that she might not be giving you the whole truth and nothing but the truth. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. I'll, ju uh, I'll just leave it and just say, well, as long as uh, I'm not being spied upon. 
Oh, certainly I wouldn't uh, dream of uh, intruding upon other people's privacies. Such a tacky use of magic. Hmm, indeed, I agree. And I'll walk back around the table. Just keeping an Um, eye, and as I do, I'm going to call my imp to change form into a a raven. mm -hmm. Um, And go out the open window that I had left open. Okay. And uh, anyone got a pre- anyone got a perception above uh, I, six? I'm gonna say I'm doing uh, this is going from my room upstairs. Okay, as I, as I stated in the I, okay. I stated yeah. in it's in, it's in your room, All right? Yeah, in my room. All right, so yeah. fine. Yeah, so it's okay. going out the window it, from my room. It flaps out. Where is it going? Uh, it um, is currently going onto the um, just onto the roof. Um, just to keep an eye out for any other venturing types, nope, any other okay. passing by, anyone who's suspicious. That... Um, it, and it, just, it, if it's anyone to alert me, it, it will sit there for an indeterminate amount of time after uh, a few minutes, or after, let's say, 20 minutes or so. Um, you do get this kind of sense from it. Going, Ooh, food. <laughs> okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, so uh, you come back as you get back to your seat. You see um, uh, Ariana and uh, Cerise in deep conversation. I'm I'm going to be staring at the kitchen door. <laughs> you kind of got your back to it at the moment for where you and Lydia. I will be trying to look back towards the kitchen door. <laughs> um, <laughs> as uh, as you come over, that um, yeah, uh, Lydia is. Because uh, you've downed four points so far. Can I have a constitution check? Four? I think I've only had three. Filled uh, it up twice, been, and I've had it, the one it, before. It, there, there's been four. There's been four downings. Well, my one constitution save. Yeah, constitution save. Down. Oh, wait, no. Uh, 22, technically. 22. Okay, you're certainly getting a buzz on from the hour that's uh, being consumed. Um, but as you're sat there, uh, Lydia's certainly got, a hand, again, a hand clamped and quite generously rubbing up and down your thigh and she's laughing and joking, uh, joking with you. Um, when you're, as you look over, um, you see standing in a kitchen doorway, um, Patricia with a tray full of food heading in the direction of the table and I stand up three steps into the room and stopped dead. Oh no. <laughs> I would stand up as soon as I see her. She composes herself for about um, a couple of seconds before coming over and placing the um, food tray on the, <laughs> on the table, blanking you as she goes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, fuck. And like the food quickly takes <laughs> Strikes trade, turns on her heels, and starts stomping back towards the kitchen. Patricia! <laughs> I try and go after <laughs> you know, really weakly. Shoulder, I'm just going to turn to Lydia and go, that was shoulder. his supposed date. I keep going, I keep following. Okay, so Morton, you're following up after. Um, you get to her just as she's getting to the door. Um. I don't know what to do. She's touching me. It's awkward. She kind of spins around on her. You could tell her to stop 
and then she just spins around and walks through the walks Can back I? into the kitchen. Oh. <laughs> I, 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 I get something, and I, and I just go, I got you something. And, I, and, I, and I basically put my hand through the door with the, mm -hmm. with the parcel. And I would just stand there holding it until <laughs> somebody on the other side picks it out. Nobody reaches out for it. I'm, I'm standing there. I'm not leaving a spot. <laughs> After about 10 seconds, you're already standing there with your hands sticking. Marcus comes out from behind the bar and goes, uh, I'm going to have to look at you rather stern, fatherly type, angry father face. Um, the only thing that's really missing is a baseball bat with a nail through the end of it. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna to have to ask you to take your seat. Um, only if she picks takes what's in my hand. Take your seat or leave my inn. Can you give it to her? And I hand it to him. He takes it from you. Um, looks at you. Doesn't say anything. And then I leave. What a very. I turn stern... around and walk. I turn around and I leave the pub. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> you see, you see more and more came, and like Lydia's just sat down and smiled, and she kind of leaves it. Uh, who was it that said that um, Patricia was his date? Gator. Was one of them, yeah. Like, Lydia leans over and goes, he hasn't got enough money. <laughs> <laughs> Considering all the things that uh, Jenkins tried to get him to buy, I am not surprised. He's got, <laughs> he's got no hope. <laughs> Absolutely no hope. He could have had fun with he could have had fun with me, but he's off chasing an impossible dream. Totally up to him. <laughs> so anyway. I'm going straight back to the forge to restock fires. He's <laughs> playing with scraps. Aww. He's doing bad work. Oh, poor Morton. I feel bad. Anyway, um, so, I'm with you. Tried. So, Kato, your fire whiskey's arrived. Oh yeah. Speaking of having good times. Um... <laughs> <laughs> don't forget, don't forget, this is the middle of the day, mind. <laughs> yeah, but Jasmine's hot, so <laughs> I um, will I take my fire whiskey and I'll I'll hold it. I won't drink it, and I'll just be like, I thought you weren't drinking. And as you hold it up, um, Jasmine reaches around, loops her arm in, arms arm around yours with her whiskey in her hand. Okay. <laughs> she is now. <laughs> <laughs> well then. Cheers. And I'll, <laughs> I'll go to drink it. And cheers, and she downs it. <laughs> what made you change your mind? <laughs> Turns the glass upside down, slams it on the table. Uh-oh. <laughs> I will also do that. I do not know this, what that means, but I'm also going to do that. Do I, do I know what it means? Um, no, it's you're all aware it's a standard form of salute in, in when diamond shots you turn it down you slam it on the table okay um it's nothing suggestive it's just something that happens in a lot of inns and taverns uh, it's not whether on the surface okay. challenge. whether on well, no it's not a challenge so just, <laughs> um, it, 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 i will just as soon as she slams one down she just smiles and uh smiles at you puts her hands up oh, God. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll grab her hand and, and pull it down and be like do you think maybe we should keep our wits about us? Um, <laughs> and we'll be, we'll be fine. She gives you a, a, a wry wink. Um, uh, and Dinora. Oh, comes. she's smooth. <laughs> I'm just uh, like. 
Dinora uh, comes. Yeah. Carry on, Thabar. You said Musa was here? Uh, yeah, he, he sat down at the table just watching everything in his quiet Silvara type ways. Cool. I would have uh, leaned over to him and gone, I'm not sleeping in the same room as her tonight. It's not <laughs> happening. Musa leans in and goes, I don't think she's sleeping in your room. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Okay. Yes. So I'll let her order drinks again if that's what she's doing. And that's exactly what Neil would have said. I know it. <laughs> yeah. It seems. It seems like a Neil thing. Yeah. <laughs> like I say, I think Neil probably would have. Yes. <laughs> okay. So um. Shortly, but like I said, you go on and you, um, anyone want to ask anything specific of anyone or anything generic of the, uh, uh, the Crimson Sirens? Um, I will ask Jasmine um, what their party does, like what their, their goal is. Oh, well, we're just a group of adventurers. We travel from here to there, just looking for adventure and maybe some renown and glory. We travel from town to town if there are any tasks that the local militia can't deal with or there are any monsters that need seeking out. Um, there's some money in it, uh, but it's a good life. You make some wonderful friends and she gestures to the rest of her group. Uh, I met Scarlett, who kind of brought us all together, um, I'd say about five, six years ago. Um, and that was it. We've been living a free and happy life, wandering around and seeing the world, having adventures. Um, it's not without its risks, I'll give it views. Um, there are a couple that are no longer with us, but those are the risks. Okay, so Kada, after that, will lean in a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And if they've got another drink, she's just going to run her finger around the rim of the glass. Um, and she's just going to be like, from one adventurer to another, I would kind of like to tell you of where we've been maybe it can help you out um yeah. and i'll should we discuss this look in into it. <laughs> <laughs> she is real smooth yes <laughs> if you'd like to can we bring the drinks do it Certainly. um <laughs> I'll, I'll stand up and offer her a hand uh, she takes it stands up picks up a drink uh, and Lydia and Marit are just laughing their asses off around about now. <laughs> um, <Fine. laughs> and comments such as you brazen hussy. And being hurled in Jasmine's direction. Not yours, Jasmine's. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's fine. If when they're when they're saying she's a brazen hussy, I'll be like, mm, but doesn't she look fine? And I'll turn back to Jasmine and just be like, lead the way. Jasmine leads you upstairs. And Enjoy yourself. <laughs> oh, I will. No worry. We will do all that encounter a little later. Um, so, uh, <laughs> what, what from, um, your what role uh, for initiative. <laughs> yeah, Thabar. You were sitting down at the, the table with Matthew, and um, mm. Matthew uh, leans in whilst everyone else is going on, and he's kind of feeling like a a fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth wheel at the moment, not really being in with your group, and uh, half, well, a good third of the other group having serious reservations about <laughs> um, the nature of her character. Uh, Morton having stormed off after having 
<laughs> critical <laughs> in a compromising situation. Um, uh, Matthew leans in just uh, so. Um, there we go. Is it a good time to talk shop. Sure. I so, think uh, that will be a welcome reprieve. Uh, what did you What did you want to discuss with me? Well, um, I've been having thoughts recently about my companions. Um, I don't. You, you mentioned that where you come from, your and your how your how Lydia is the adventuring sort. Mm -hmm. um, I grew up as a merchant myself, but uh, I'm finding that adventuring is not quite. I'm not enjoying it. It's too dangerous. Indeed, um, so the, uh, when. Scarlett and Lydia and uh, Co came through last year. Um, and they had a, a couple of friends who they'd recently lost. So the, the adventuring life is risky and it has its dangers. And obviously, Lydia enjoys it, but she's that type of, shall we say, danger junkie, so to speak. Her drug is, is the love and glory of battle and adventure and type. Um, so it suits her well. Um, I would admit, no. Culturally, um, my people are known to be warlike. Uh, I'm happy tending my forge and um, dedicating my life to my work. Uh, everybody's yeah, different. That, that, is, that is a goal that I find I might be looking for myself. Um, mm. yeah, you've certainly got I think I might. I think I might like to take you up on your offer for an apprenticeship. Oh, um, that'd be wonderful. And compared to the, what I what I saw this morning, you've certainly got skill, and you'd definitely be a benefit around the forge. Uh, I could offer you lodgings, um, uh, and uh, obviously, depending upon what work you take on and what work you do, then uh, I'll take a percentage of your work for the use of my forge. Um, oh, of course. And, um, you, you, you. You've certainly got skill beyond a normal apprentice, so I'm not sure what I could teach you. I'd certainly say you were a journeyman, uh, so to speak. Though I'm skilled at what I do, um, having another skilled smith around, around the place uh, would certainly be acceptable upon my books. Uh, you certainly seem trustworthy. And some of your companions and things in the lower they are a little less forthright and honest, so to speak. Um, but no, you seem to come across well. If you're willing to give up the adventuring life, then I'm, I'd happily have you on board. Uh, be good for business, certainly with the... I have missed the forge. Yeah, certainly with the snows due to melt soon and a lot of trade coming through and uh, there'll be a lot of axles to fix. There'll be a lot of plows that need repairing that have been sitting around, etc. Um, I will inquire with Cleanne as to the, the quality of your character. You said you you were with Hunter when he died. Uh, if Cleanne says that you're a respectable person, then um, I, I've got no problem taking you on as a, a junior partner. Then, yes, I think once you receive word from Obsidian, of course, mm -hmm. I think. 
think I would like that. Well, wonderful. Um, uh, I think we'll leave uh, your friends here. Like I said, we've still got a day's work and stuff to do today. Uh, and we'll head back to uh, the forge and, and get on with things. Um, like I said, work to do. It's great to see Lydia and the rest of the girls, um, the, the, girls the, the rest of the, uh, her troop, so to speak. Um, I'm sure we'll catch up with them for an hour later on this evening. Hopefully Scarlett will be performing this evening. <laughs> oh, is this her heart? Uh, yes, Scarlett. Um, she's a, a, a wonderful harpist. Uh, um, I won't spoil it, but you, so you, you will be impressed. All right, well, then I look forward to it. Okay, so um, Savar and um, Matthew return to the forge. Annie, are you doing anything before we travel upstairs? No. <laughs> no, I, I have nothing left to play around with. Um, I'm just probably going to eat my lunch, finish me, uh, finish my L, and uh, pop upstairs and just chill out for a bit. Okay, superb. Yeah, um, so you head up to your room. You, 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 you head up. Sorry, um, she might go for um, us to general store just to see if they have it. But okay, great. Uh, before we we get with Kato, we've got someone trying to cross the river. That's always <laughs> God, no, why did I do this? <laughs> oh, with my dexterity, joy. Because <laughs> I can guarantee, I can guarantee Kato, there wasn't a great deal of conversation that took place for the first hour or so. So, um, <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm sure they'll. So, and he's got plenty of time to go to the general store and come back before we sink the time. Right. Yeah, Annie, um, you head off. You, you, you... Um, look, looking out for um, for any like vagrants, homeless way. Of None. Doing... None. Okay. It's no. a it's a small it's a smallish town. At this time of year, anyone that was vagrant or living on the streets would be dead. Fair enough. <laughs> Um, they dead, or, dead or dying? They would be very dead. They'd be, they'd be, <laughs> they'd be dead sickles. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so yeah, um, you, so, yeah. so you, I'll you, I'll pop over towards the uh, towards the river. So you you, you reach the Palax River. It's the first time you've seen it because you were coming from. No, actually, it's not because you would have because uh, you were coming from the east. So yeah, you've crossed the river before. Um, a little treacherous on the way over um yeah, oh sorry um but before i do want to go and grab um sorry, uh so pop upstairs to go and grab my staff uh, okay and uh and my um my wand, which is my arcane focus okay um but it will be secreted away um in uh in my backpack which i'm taking all right, fine, fair enough. So you take your, you go upstairs, you grab your pack, pack right? You, you're upstairs anyway. You grab your, yeah, your stuff, yeah, head down, and you reach the, the river. And as with everyone before, nice, soft, shiny river. There's a few scuff marks and bits and pieces. So I will try to use the scuff marks to, to cut, uh, and the rope along with my, my staff to, uh, as a makeshift walking stick to try and make sure that. Okay, with the, with, with the staff and the rope, the scuff marks aren't going to give you like um, much because it looks like somebody's like slid and sprawled and rolled and span across the <laughs> span across the ice. Yes, very much, Musa. 
course um, <laughs> and 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 everybody else in team carry on yeah um and you so um yeah make your first of your three dexterity checks uh you get a d6 advantage oh wow sweet like of the day. Right. So, <laughs> first roll for this character is a natural one super i mean i mean it's been so, that way for the last three characters my first roll has been in that one you don't even reach the actual river itself where the rope begins because of the little slope and icy slope going down as you're you start tenting and try to tippy toe your way down feet straight out from underneath you you hit the slope doof, landing heavily on your on your bum yep. and you slide a good 10 feet spinning gently as you go um down across the river as you do uh, as you do you hear a squeal no. <laughs> laughter uh from a nearby window um followed by a slightly lower pitch but still high pitch squeal um and as you spin around and you look up there's this little blonde haired girl with pigtails um and kind of perched next to her on the window is a, a boy uh with um long red hair and they're both laughing and pointing down at you as you're spinning around on the ice it looks like she's got company uh, she's got a friend Ooh. over to, to 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 watch the local group of adventurers spinning around and so um <laughs> in that respect um i'm gonna call for my imp um okay. and, this raven uh, in raven form flying. in raven form so yeah, yeah. it comes flying over um and i'll have it land um just above the two of them okay well it, it can sit on the eaves at the the, the top of the house um yeah. it's not directly above them but it's it can sit on the on the roof, yeah. Yeah, no worries. Um, and obviously, I need to try and get myself up and. Okay, so yeah, and, it's easy yeah. enough to struggle to your feet, um, and eventually you manage to crawl your way um, over towards the the rope and get uh, get hold of the rope and stand up. And you're about fifteen feet on uh, onto the ice at the moment. Um, okay. So yeah, make uh, as you start moving forward again, make a another check. Yep. Uh, and then do I still get the D6 as well for holding on? Uh, yes. So that's, it's an eight, it's an eight, so that's fine. It's a D4 19. for... Yeah, 19. D4 19. for just rope. No, rope, yeah, and, rope and staff. Staff. I did specifically say. <laughs> so yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah. You, you, you managed to traverse, you're about halfway across. Because you only slid in, you're still going to have to make another two checks to get all the way to the far bank. Fair enough. <laughs> so 20 not nap okay yeah that's fine so one more come on don't fail me now Ooh, come on roll d6 d6 11 <laughs> uh yeah so eventually though you, you kind of slip and you kind of drop to one knee when you get on the other bank you're coming the other side of the river so uh, at the booze, I'm gonna um, order my uh, my familiar to drop down onto the ledge that they're looking from, mm -hmm. and change into its imp form for a moment. Okay. You know, it takes, you, know it, you know it takes a round to change form and a round to change back, so it will be visible in imp form for at least twelve seconds. Yeah, that's why. Okay, so it comes down um it changes form 
Um, they don't, they're, um, like, I, they, no one knows that I'm doing it. It's just... No, yeah, but it changes form. Yep. Um, and there's a, a, a high-pitched scream, and you can see them diving from the window and in, into their rooms as your imp changes form and changes back. Now I'm just going to roll to see if anybody notices the imp. <laughs> okay. All right, fine. Um, and the... Um, Imp changes form, changes back into a raven, mm -hmm. um, and the two terrified kids have dived in their room. Um, and the last thing that your uh, imp saw was them running, screaming um, from their bedroom and into the corridor in the, in the house. <laughs> no worries. Um, so I'm going to have it fly back out again and um, okay. and go off on its own business. I'll let it okay. do whatever it, it wants to do. Superb. Not, well, not quite whatever it wants to do, obviously. I'm not going to let it go and kill people. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, and so you're across the river and you head up towards the general store. Um, yeah. you, you get to Market Square, you head into uh, Collins's general store. Uh, what, what do you need there? Uh, I'm looking I'm looking just in general for supplies. Um, some ration, uh, ration packs. Um, Different bits and bobs that um, I might be able to get my get hold of. Maybe a book, um, uh, like an empty book and some ink. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, uh, Colin certainly can provide you with uh, well, uh, uh, a a scribe's tome, um, which will have um, twenty page uh, twenty pages of parchment inside of it, which you can scribble upon, mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. it will and it will all be. Uh, uh, Players companion prices. Cool. No worries. Uh, can I haggle? Uh, no. <laughs> I really, I, don't, I, really, I really yeah. don't want our remaining time to turn into a shopping episode. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> no that's fine. Okay. So um, yeah, I'll uh, I'll buy some uh, a book, some um, ink, and uh, a quill, and that's it. Okay. Um, yeah. So you you complete your uh, shopping um, mm -hmm. and. We quickly, uh, considering the time, yeah, okay, we've got time. They will switch back to, um, so Thavar and Mortem are back in the forge just doing their daily work. So yeah, Thavar, can I have a note? Why don't you get back? Uh, um, Matthew gives you a um, another job to do, uh, considering how well you did in the morning. He hands over, uh, hands over um, a, Scythe blade, uh, which needs to be mm. attached, attached to a um, uh, two-handed uh, pole. Um, a relatively simple task. The blade isn't fully formed yet, um, so it tells you you need to rework the fittings, etc. Um, so that it could fit to a, like a two-handed, which because Morton apparently has ordered it. Um, so you yeah. have the task of creating Morton's uh, scythe to you. So yeah, make don't a, roll a one. Yeah, make make a check to see how well you did. Sixteen. Yep, fine, no problem. You spend the uh, the next couple of hours um, fiddling around, making sure uh, it's all perfect, and you build. Um, by the end of the day, you've completed Morton's uh, scythe. So, meanwhile, upstairs in the. Um, uh, Happy Ford. Uh, <laughs> you and uh, Jasmine are 
uh, lying under the sheets. Um, <laughs> tired and exhausted of having fully enjoyed oh. herself. <laughs> um, which is good, very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, just lying there. Um, the the tight leather could have been pretty much sprayed on, so the, all the muscle, muscle definition you saw through the leather was hers, rather as opposed to the the, the, the stuff that she was wearing. So Kader is never ever gonna get this lucky in her life ever again, <laughs> ever. Um, never ever. Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit sad that my FOA character is more successful in her love life than I am, but oh well. Um, Sorry, don't worry, I... that's all of us. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Kader, Kader will like take her hands under the sheets, and okay. be like, um. I'm glad I, I found you here, but there is really something I want to, to warn you and your party about. Uh, that would be? There was a, um unusual Shintaran attack not too far from here, summoning yeah, demons yeah. and things. Yeah, demons I know are you can... certainly a trouble, um, depending on the size of the demon. We've tangled with a few in our time. I know you can look after yourself. I do not doubt it, but I just want you guys to be careful. Thank you, Amy. Please uh, indulge. Indulge. <laughs> Dive there on. are so many ways I could go with that. Fine, I think the reason I said it. <laughs> um. Mm. I'll like I'll rub the the knuckles of her hands where I'm like mm -hmm. holding them, mm -hmm. and I'll say, "Well, the attacks is maybe a conversation for everyone. Um, we oh. can come back to that later." Okay. Indeed. Um, do you have anything else in mind? Um. I mean, Kada probably does, but Amber <laughs> doesn't know this kind of situation so <laughs> she'll just whatever they've been doing for the past hour she'll be like round two um and uh, yeah um jasmine certainly smiles at that i've got a few more rounds left in me hmm. okay let's go <laughs> she's not gonna be able to walk downstairs yeah. for the second day in a row <laughs> <laughs> For a different reason this time. <laughs> yeah, she's just really she's enjoying her time in this town. Okay. But yeah, so rank two, rank two begins. Um, so um, Annie's, you you finish your shopping in the general store. Uh, where are you going and what are you doing after the general store? Um, probably go to the knickknack shop at the river again. So I've got a again. Super. <laughs> so let's start playing, shall we? <laughs> still, still using the same technique. So, uh, nineteen. Uh, yep. So you, you you edge your way down onto the river and part way across. And uh, next is. A 19 again. Indeed. 
And then third one is uh, 17, 18, and 22 for the last. Okay, it's fine. So you managed to get your way across the river. Um, nobody up in the window as you as you're <laughs> traversing in it. Um, mm -hmm. But when you do pass the um, the house, you do notice that uh, one of the sheriff's deputies is standing outside. Um, as in outside the house or outside the house? Next, yes. next to is it is the is there like a gate? For the no, it's, it's just a house with a doorway and some windows, etc. There is no gateway. Okay. Um, there, there are no gardens. It's just a your, your typical uh, medieval town. So, um, but there is a sheriff stand. Uh, one of the sheriff's deputies standing outside of that house. Does he say anything? Anything? He doesn't doesn't say anything to you. He's just standing there, kind of looking bored, stamping his feet a little bit because it's like zero zero degrees, and for some reason he wasn't invited in. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, in which case, then. I'll just walk by, completely nonchalantly, quite happy. He looks gives you a look, but um, doesn't. I'll I'll, I'll wave if he let, if he looks at me and just go, hello. Gives you a nod, and just keep walking. Um, and as I said, go to the knickknack store. Okay, so you you get to uh, Jenkins Jenkins's bazaar. Um, and I will walk in. Hello, anyone around? And as you walk in, there's a bingling from the bell above the door. The door knocks his way into here. Hello, hello, hello. hello. As you come walking in, as you, much like the others earlier, you see this absolute menagerie of um, bits and bobs all around mm -hmm. you. Um, Good day, Miss. And what can I do with you? Um, I wondered whether or not you had any history tome. Oh, we got. Books, local history, general history. Uh, general history, um, uh, specifically about the Age of Arcana, if possible. Ooh, interesting topic. Interesting. Hmm, indeed. Come with me. Come with me. So, um, he goes over, goes to one of the bookshelves, and there, like three books. <laughs> side by side. It's about the only ones that are upright being used in a bookshelf, the book in the bookshelf in a a proper fashion. So to speak. They're old and dusty. Um. It looks like it was age of arcana. He opens one and looks through it a little bit. Ooh, oh, not that one. He kind of tosses it on a shelf randomly, not putting it back where it was, just stuffing it in somewhere else. Takes out another one. Uh, takes out another one. Goes through. Oh, yes, this one. This, this one's all, all, all about your, all about your folks. All about I, your folks. I would love to read it. Um, might I hire it rather than buy? Um, I don't. I don't hire things like, ma'am. We, we we sell. Uh, how much are you selling it for? Ooh. Two crowns. Two crowns. Uh, could you do one and a half? Ooh. One crown, eight silver. Seventy-five. Eight half. So it's seven shillings and five copper. Sorry. Yeah. One crown, seven shillings, five copper. Spits in his hand. I'll and I'll, and I'll, I'll, I'll not spit, but I'll shake the hand. He spat into <laughs> and uh hand over the yeah, hand hand you over one. Book. Yep, and uh just um pop it in my backpack and okay. head back to the inn to go and study it. Okay, so you head back to the tavern, um and 
you get there. Um, Musa is, um, I don't, I won't describe exactly what situation Musa is in at the moment because I want to save that for Neil. Um, the girls are surrounding him by any chance? Says, yeah, you, you all ran off and left him. Um, <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> to be fair oh, i haven't nice. been introduced to musa yet so i mean i don't know who he is yeah it's just uh, musa uh to describe musa musa silver he came down he joined your party um at the table obviously morton favar and Kada, um or shall we say nordstrom and fleck and favar certainly knew who he was um and there was conversation but he sat, sat there quietly certainly very socially awkward in this environment um and if he was socially awkward sat at a table with a group of friends now he's now he's, he's even further out of his depth possibly more so than Morton, more so than morton was in morton's situation and if he ever mentioned the knockers thing that might go down a whole different level yeah it's this would be exactly when he'd do it as well it, it, it would be. i know and hence why I'm saving um, Neil for when Neil's <laughs> there. God um, damn it. I love it. So, yeah, you wander past, and um, so Musa's entangled in this awkward situation, having been left, left alone uh, at a table <laughs> with a group of uh, female adventurers who have just come back. Um, and you head upstairs and you sit down with your book. You have a good look at it. Um, and it, it, it's certainly uh, older. The pages are frail. They're a bit worn around the edges so it's certainly an old book whether it dates all the way back to, to the age of arcana you don't know um mm. but it, it does talk about the age of arcana and it talks about the use of magic in agriculture in the age of arcana joy <laughs> <laughs> hey it's something yeah like, it, it, she didn't spe specify what she was after she said uh, age of and and she didn't attempt to read the book before she before. oh no of course not no 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 she's she's quite happy learning about the age of arcana in whatever fashion people decide that worthy <laughs> okay so um with you all in slightly random places places Kada is occupied for the afternoon um <laughs> annie's reading her agriculture book Savar and Morton are off with Matthew working in Forge, and that's where we'll call it an end today. Um, Savar having negotiated a, a new life away from adventuring. Um, so, and on that point, that's where we'll, we will call it a day, and we'll say thanks to Harriet, aka Favar, for being part of the journey, because this sadly is Favar's last session with us. Um, and maybe not the last you will see of Favar, because we do have our Adventures of um, uh, series starting up on Thursday. So we may see what Favar gets up, gets up to once this bunch of rabble, uh, rabble head off on their adventures. Um, and we will see you down the line. So yeah, thanks very much for joining us, everyone. Um, I had an announcement that I remembered during the break that I forgot to do at the beginning, but I've now forgotten about <laughs> again. Um, yeah. Yes. Yes. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Two. I forgot. Yeah. Um, yeah. First, we do have a Discord channel, um, uh, which we will be um, cautiously sending out uh, notifications for. 
because some of our friends like uh the DD show and other people that hosted it uh publicly ended up with a load of spammers coming in posting stuff about um asian porn and stuff <laughs> so, to, try and, to try and avoid that we will disseminate it uh around friends and hopefully we will build from there um and secondly our giveaway once we reach 50 followers here on twitch and we've already reached a couple of hundred on twitter we'll be giving uh away two copies of foa's new introduction box set uh, which is being sent off to the printers on friday and two foa t-shirts uh which i should have a our first run and supply of um again by the end of this week so when we I want reach, some I want when we, <laughs> yeah, when, i'm gonna enter yeah when, when, when we reach 50 followers uh we'll do a random giveaway based upon uh uh, everyone who is on our followers list and we'll announce it on our first live uh, main campaign, our first Shadows Awakens show after we hit the magic marker. So uh, once again, uh, big thanks from me to Harriet for being part of the journey um, and hopefully and hopefully you'll be, we will see Thavar again having her own little adventures because I'm um, sure life on the uh, I can come up with stuff to make life on the uh, in, on the George. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, a bit more interesting. Just hammering uh, hammers all day long. That's so um, we'll be back on Wednesday evening, the first of our Adventures of shows, and it will be the Adventures of Eric Seriazar. So Mike will be back with us, and we'll discover what happened to Eric um, after being placed in suspended animation by uh, one of the nasty ebon hosts that work for the shrouded web um has mm -hmm. he made it all the way to sharadell yet or is he still sitting in a bag somewhere stuffed inside a <laughs> stuffed inside a box um, and on thursday we'll be back with uh to be decided uh, <laughs> um so some combination of these four to discuss today's episode um and our thursday episodes now will be dedicated solely to the shows themselves so we'll talk to mike about um uh the adventures of eric series are in today's session and uh who are, who are else joins us about the shows and on fridays at 6 p.m we have our devs corner which will just be me introducing everyone to foa uh from a system to account point of view um uh I've yet to decide exactly what the, the topic will be, but it will be posted on our Twitter. So uh, with that all done, uh, just for me to do my usual with the mouse up job. Um, and we shall see everyone on Thursday. Thanks for coming, folks. Cheerio. Take care. See you, see you on Wednesday. Wednesday. Bye. Mm -hmm. <laughs>